Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Fire. This is the Pyro Podcast, episode 8 of the 2015 offseason. This is show 172, and on this podcast we're going to talk about the top 70 wide receivers. Uh, pretty fired up. We're going to get going and, uh, and, and roll through these things. As usual, I'm sitting here with Houdini. Got Stag Party across the way from me. Dogmatic is here. I'm D-Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com, and you might know that we didn't do an intro with any music. We're sorry if that sounds weird. We're testing the waters a little bit and seeing if iTunes will beloved us a little bit more uh, in their directory scheming with not having uh, copywritten materials opening our show. So We're also testing my modified telepathy. I was singing something in my head. I'm going to try and project it into the, the recording. We'll see how that works. Guys. Done. So if you heard that, you're on dog's wavelength. There we go. Not only that, uh, you've taken my buttons away from me yes. for this podcast as well. It's for true. other copyright infringement potential. We are not doing <laughs> It's so good when it hits the lips. Yeah, we're not doing any I have stags bites. now. I have the stag button I got to hit for We're, uh, we're not doing any sound, sound bites either because we're going to just see... Um, we're gonna we're testing something out, so uh, I know it'll be a little bit weird, but you only got us and no artificial uh, additional audio. So good, good stuff. But uh, you know, one thing I want you guys to do, if you're listening to this, maybe you already are, uh, but please go and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. We are also on um, Stitcher. For those of you that uh, use your uh, listen to podcasts on your Android phone or something, you can download the Stitcher app. Pretty cool one. We're on there, so you can li- listen to us there. And uh, yeah, it's just a great way for you. You don't even have to do anything. Automatically, you subscribe to us. An email gets sent to you when a new podcast happens. It'll be automatically loaded into your uh, player. So uh, I think it's a good way for you guys to keep in touch with us. We're trying to get our subscription numbers up uh, and really just take the, take this podcast to the next level. And, so, and for that, we also all decided you guys could still do it out there. Please do, as a matter of fact. But we all quit drinking. Yes, yes. And, I mean, we're all going to try for 24 hours. But, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, <laughs> This we, is a, this is like the most stripped down. We're gonna, we're gonna have zero Val Verdes during this show. Um, wow. I had way too many Val Verdes last I, night. You guys, That's the reason I need to quit drinking. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys could see us, we are all so spent. It's Sunday. We were yeah. working on our draft kit all week. We are just all garbage right now. So yeah. thank God we all got face for radio right yeah, now. Go ahead and check out our video and you'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Except we, that there's a huge glare from the windows in the background, but that's kind of purposeful. Angelic. Angelic. I've got my hat pulled down. Anyway, let's get into the wide receivers. We're going to start with our favorite guy who just signed. Good times all around. Krabby Patty. Michael Crabtree is now a Raider. He went across the bay. Um, he's going to be popping in here. At number 70. What do you guys think about this situation? How great is that? Crabtree at 70. Great. For a guy that, you know, here's he's had all the chances in the world to max out uh, with potential. It just hasn't worked out. I actually think he'll have a better opportunity across the bay with Derek Carr throwing him the ball than he, than he did with Colin Kaepernick. Um, but again, you know, how much can you really expect out of Crabtree this year? I, I'm, a, I'm starting to be a believer in Crabtree this year. Uh, he's moving up my ranks a little bit ever since he signed, and I'm trying to find a good spot to slot him. But I think he's going to be a draft day potential value, you know. I mean, they threw it 142 more times, uh, the Raiders did, than the 49ers. So, he's in a more pass-happy offense for the first time in his career. I, I think his potential, I don't want to say it's off the charts, but first of all, signing the deal that he did, it's a prove-it year for him. And oh, yeah. 
listen, if, if there's anybody who, you know, there's not many guys who talk more about or love their, you know, their money, their bling a little bit more than, <laughs> than Crabtree. So you know he's going to be working his ass off. But I got a, a, a quick multiple choice question for you guys. Oh. Who had more passing attempts this year? Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, or Derek Carr? I'm going just because we're on the Raiders. Pretty much. <laughs> I go because they're a bad team and it's a rookie. They let him chuck the ball. He was chucking the hell out of it. Well, he's also a pretty good quarterback. He had uh, one fewer touchdown than Matt Stafford last year. Wow. He had, you know, 21. Same amount of interceptions, 12. That's a pretty darn good rookie year. That's really good as a rookie, only 12 interceptions. Absolutely. So, I mean, granted, his yards were way down compared to the rest of them. You know, it's because none of his receivers could catch the ball. Exactly. And like, I'm not saying that Crabtree actually has a terrible catch percentage rate. At least he did last, last year. A ton of drops. I think it's the second most drops in the entire league. But, I mean, he, he's definitely got a lot of potential in this offense, especially when you're lo- looking at your other options saying, do I really got to throw it to James Jones? I, I think I'll try Patty out here. Yeah. I, I, I think Patty's going to have a lot better year than 70 at this point. He'll be going up our ranks eventually. I agree. Danny Amendola, number uh, 69. Uh, 69, bro. We got on the uh, finally came around at the last three games for the Patriots last year, or the, at the end of the season, or really in the playoffs, uh, the real playoffs. So uh, I don't know. I like this guy. He's another guy for me. I've got him higher than this. You know, it's, it, it looks like he's he's kind of gained Tom Brady's respect and and and, and whatnot. Range sixty nine. It's kind of apropos. The guy's usually horizontal. Laid <laughs> <laughs> laid up and on the injury table. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. uh, but I don't know. I like I like him. You know, there's gonna bring in some more weapons. We'll see. You know, but it's still at the, at the end of the day, and maybe he's more like we were talking about in that video that we did. He's gonna have a lot of real stinkers, but I think he'll come out and have some nice games for uh, streaming player. Not not only that, he's he's a great guy when you think about as a potential. Handcuffed that could become something a, a lot more in the office. Something happens to Julian Edelman, he's the guy that's going to be able to step in and, and, yeah. and, and take over that role. Where he's going to be at the beginning of the year, I think this is about where you're where you're looking at it because with all the different options that they have there in New England, it's just too many for you to really find him to be getting anything sub- substantial. Yeah, um, he's probably not going to be drafted in most leagues, and you can pick him up off the waiver wire. I, I, I would agree with that. I mean, the thing is that. Except for, you know, just a couple of guys in that Patriots offense, you don't really know what you're going to get out of most of them. You know, I mean, anybody can step up at any given time. Who would have called Jonas Gray with a four-touchdown game, you know, last year? Who would have called, uh, after they acquired Tim Wright for an awesome offensive lineman, who would have said that he would have had, like, what, eight catches last year? Granted, six of them were for touchdowns. But, I mean, who would have called that? So you never really know what you're going to get out of these guys. They're all worth grabbing. I think at some point, or at least off the waiver wire, because the potential is awesome in that offense for anybody. But I agree, he's mostly undrafted. Grab him in, uh, you know, waiver wire. Fall from grace, Cordero Patterson at number sixty-eight last year around this time. What was he? Uh, he's top like fifteen. He was a top fifteen. Yeah, top fifteen by yeah, yeah. Definitely in the top twenty. Uh, so, and now they got. It's not like he's just had an off year and he's going to get an opportunity now. He's like the third or fourth stringer now. Uh, they got. They found the gem in Charles Johnson. They traded for Mike Wallace. Uh, you know, it's, 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 he's back. Yeah, uh, he's back. Jarius Wright man's the slot. Yeah, Jarius Wright is an up and up and up and coming talent. If you ask me, I think Jarius Wright is. Um, they got but, rid. Of, they got rid of Jennings. That that helps him, I suppose. Yeah, uh, that definitely helps um, in, in a way. I think 
that his best potential is um, getting waved and picked up or traded in some sort of situation. Uh, but he's also a great, you know, if you're going to get somebody in the last round and you have a, a deep draft, you know, it's a, if it's only like 16 rounds, I wouldn't suggest it. But if you've got something that goes in the 20s, 20, you know, 20 rounds or so, it's not a bad call. I mean, the guy is talented as hell. It's just a matter of his mind picking up the offense and, and putting it into play with his route running and everything. Yeah, I, I think the biggest concern, though, is that you look at the amount of targets and the, the, and the catches that he gets on those targets. It's a horrible percentage. Yeah. So... I just don't. I just don't. That's one of these things that you look at. He, that didn't get better from his from his rookie season to his second season. It actually regressed. Yes. So you know he he was targeted sixty seven times with thirty three receptions. That's less than fifty percent of the balls thrown your way. You're catching. I where he is in that offense and everything else. I, I agree. It's it's a deep flyer if you're in a deep league. But um, he I think he he starts with that. He's basically just going to be a kick returner. Remember in all the fantasy football uh, commercials that he was in last season, last summer, leading up to, I think it was the NFL.com's fantasy site, and he was in all the commercials. There was a number of guys. Think he's going to get asked back? No. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll see. But number 67 on our list at wide receiver is going to be Marcus Wheaton. Uh, Dog, I know you've got a, a, you have got you know a lot about the Steelers, and we all kind of like this guy's uh, skill set. What do you think can happen with him, and uh, you think he's going to come at a value where if he's getting picked, it's 69th? Well, I mean, the fact is that he was, he was projecting predicted to do a lot better than he did last year. Um, granted, he, he did take a big step up from his rookie season. Um, his second year was definitely a lot better, but he still didn't put up nearly what you would have hoped, and... Uh, he's already been passed on the depth chart by Martavis Bryant, who is a, a better talent. But in that Steelers offense, they throw the ball a ton, a lot more than you think. And Roethlisberger, as I've consistently said, is a lot better than you think. Uh, he has the potential to be uh, a worthwhile draft pick a little bit later in drafts. Martavis, let's say he regresses uh, in his sophomore year, let's say he slumps, or there's an injury, that guy steps in and he, he's got your you got yourself a a possible wide receiver three. Not only that, this Good is point. a Steelers team that is going to have to be an explosive offense all year because, again, they don't have the defense that they used to. Now Paul Amalo's gone. Mm-hmm. So add to their list of is woes. Is he going to continue playing? Or he, he retired. Play? So, wow. you know, this is that just fast, yeah. another a, another chink in, in their armor is gone on their defense, which means that Roethlisberger is going to have to step it up. And we already know, currently, Le'Veon Bell has got a three-game suspension. Yeah. So... If that doesn't get reduced, that means that Wheaton's gonna really gonna have to be flexed into a more of a, an aggressive role in the offense early in the season. I, I think it does get reduced, to be honest. Um, I think they needed to make it uh, more than two games just to show that their their new rules do apply. But I think I think in general he'll probably will get it a one game reduction. I think it will end up being two games. But still, I mean that's a couple more games that Wheaton's gonna get more play. And yeah, I mean it's it is that Pittsburgh offense. It's they have a very uh, tough division. They have a tough schedule next year. It's 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 going to be really tough. So they could have to pass more. There's potential there. It's not off the charts, but there's potential. Well, let's go to number sixty-six, and that's going to be James Jones. I think we would say that he's probably moving down, and Crabtree's moving up as we as the offseason progresses. But James Jones, for all the reasons we just talked to, we don't have to go into it too deeply. They throw the ball a lot. Uh, Derek Carr is going to be better this year. Yeah, 111 targets for 666 yards. The devil! The devil! <laughs> six, yeah, how, many, six how many touchdowns? Six, yeah. six, 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 six touchdowns. And he scored 100.6 fantasy points. Uh-oh, this is an omen. 
Strangely, that and was... he's ranked at sixty six. Oh my god, this is crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> well, we, uh, if we had played opening music, it would have been Motley Crue shout I, at the devil. I think someone needs to go and check the back of his head for a tattoo. <laughs> is there any shockies on the Raiders, by the way? Um, it's, it's, I mean, that was the the most targets he's had in his career by. 18. Yep. Yet he, he'd had he has more yards in three other different years. So I mean the guy's production is obviously uh, down and his career is on the downslope. If you ask me, they have other. I mean Streeter, they want to get more involved. Andre Holmes has more talent. Obviously Crabtree. I, I, I see James Jones actually eventually being the, the a man out. In, but don't you point. don't you also think the regression of his numbers was part and parcel to the fact that it was. Derek Carr's rookie season, and they really didn't release, let him really kind of flourish more in the offense until in the second half of the season. Uh, he was really limited. They were just letting him just kind of, you know, really not throw the ball as much early on. What was he throwing for 150 yards in some games? It was not until the second half of the season that they, they really kind of opened the throttle a little bit. That's true. That, that, that's true. But like I said, I mean, they do have. A lot going on over there. I mean, they have a lot of receivers that are all mediocre. And, and the draft. And the draft coming up, too. Right, which, which is either going to be Kevin White or Amari Cooper. From yeah, so I mean, I don't think it's Amari Cooper. So I think you... If it, is, yeah, if it is Amari Cooper, then you're talking they just signed their Crabtree. They want to take a look at him. You got Cooper and, and Crabtree lining up. You got a Streeter in the slot, possibly. You got Andre Holmes that you still want to uh, develop in, in there. And yeah, knows. James Jones could be a late cut. Yeah, he could be a late cut and save him a little money. 65 is going to be Mr. Kenny Britt. You talk to uh, and you hear Fisher saying, we're going to be using him a lot in this offense. They just acquired um, Nick Foles, so that obviously uh, is, 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 a, is, a, is a help there, considering that last year their quarterback position was a bunch the of the most no-name no <laughs> people that you've ever seen. Uh, so I think, and he actually did, he probably had his best season last year as a pro. Um, maybe not, but yeah, his second best second compared to best. his, his uh, sophomore season. So uh, you know, a lot more games. Yeah, so it, it, it sounds pretty good for uh, Britt. Where I think if he's a guy that I took in our mock draft and I found uh, I got value out of him. It's a guy that's a wide receiver one, and he's going super late. If Brian Quick doesn't make it back um, from that injury, that that big shoulder injury, and, and it sounds from what I've heard that he's having a tough time coming coming back from it. Uh, Britt will be the number one there. I mean, Bailey, Stedman Bailey, I think will probably get more targets, um, to be honest, and will make a more catches. And uh, but, but, I mean, Britt's always been somewhat of a freak of nature. You yeah. never know if he, he just might break out. It's tough to take a chance on that. Um, that's a very tough division, obviously, playing in St. Louis and... Uh, it's never been uh, the biggest. It's not going to be the biggest passing offense. He's entering his seventh season. You believe that? Yeah, right. it's unbelievable. Here's what I got. It's hard to believe. He won't be on my team. Yeah. I had him in that year. Uh, was it 2011? When he got the three games, basically was two games of just Whoa. unreal. And yes. then he got knocked out of the third game in like the first quarter after he still had like 50 or 60 yards, I think, in that game. And I was in love with him, and then I was drafted, and he's just never done it for me since then, so I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done with him. That's a divorce. Yeah, I'm divorced. Divorce. <laughs> All right. Jarius Wright, number 64, uh, going to be a Minnesota Vikings player. What are your thoughts? Why do we have him um, up here? What, what's what, You think uh, him and Bridgewater will be a good connection? They were a good connection. They, they've been a good connection. Um, he's a very solid receiver. It was, it was underrated and not talked about at all. 
Um, he's not the big name on that team. Hasn't been for, you know, since he's been there for a few years. But, uh, I mean, he's definitely got potential playing out of the slot there. If you got uh, AP, you know, running that ball uh, again this year. Uh, Bridgewater is second year. You got uh, the bookends in, Think about that. in Wallace and Johnson. He's going to be kind of the guy who's going under the radar that's going to put up some decent production. He's, he's got big playability, right? Mm-hmm. Remember now, Adrian Peterson basically did not play with them at all last year. So if he is there, or or even if, if for some reason they make a trade, but yeah. they're going to bring in most likely another quality running back, which you did not have there last year when you were trotting out Matt Asiata as your, as your main back. Then you get the progression for Teddy Bridgewater, mm-hmm. and now you've added in potentially better wide receivers around Jarius Wright that can potentially maybe draw and create more openings for him in the slot. That, now, yeah. you know, it, it, I like his upside is what I'm saying. That's yeah, I like his upside. I, granted, I don't think he'll ever be a starting fancy receiver for you next year. I, I just don't see that as being a possibility. No, he's a good 14th, 15th round pick. Though. Yeah, but he's a good guy. Yeah, And like, he's a good ha- sort of handcuff almost. Uh, who had more 100-yard games, Jarius Wright or Jarvis Landry? Well, Jarvis yeah. Landry, I don't even have, have one, yeah. if, if that. He's a good yeah, right? Jarius had, Jarius Jarius had, had 200-yard games last season. Wow. And, you know, it's something that just, he doesn't seem to get a lot of love. Uh, you know, he was a decent college receiver mm-hmm. uh, at Arkansas. Came out, I, was, I think he was injured when he came out in the yep. draft, uh, so he's like a fourth or a fifth round pick, and he's sort of just been, you know, hanging out in the background, putting up decent little numbers uh, as a third, third or fourth receiver, but I think they're going to get him out in the slot a lot more and, you know, let him do some work. Yeah, I like it. Cole Beasley's number 63. He uh, likes it in the slot, too. I'm sure he does, but he can dunk, and he's a little white guy. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I like his athleticism. He, look, he looked like he could. Uh, he, him, and uh, Romo looked like they were kind of getting, uh, getting to know each other, and, and, and becoming quite a nice little, uh, a little drop down guy and a connection. So, I, I think that it maintains. I think he keeps making a, a progression uh, through this year and, and getting more targets. That's really what he needs. He didn't get. You know, I mean, yeah, if he gets the targets. The party's going to get started because he finished, what, eighth in the league uh, in yards uh, after the catch. Uh, so, you know, when the ball's in the hands, the guy can make some moves, so you got to be uh, aware, and he's good in space. And there was that point in, the, like, the end of the season or the playoffs where they just started using him on these quick Julian Edelman-type out routes and easy touchdowns for Romo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, go, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I love the fact that he's got – Des Bryant and Terrence Williams, two giant guys on the outside. Then you, the other thing that I really like that he's got going for him is that Jason Witten's is not getting any younger. He just does not have that that he never had great speed to begin with, and he doesn't have any, hardly any of that speed left anymore. So Beasley's going to be one of these more of these guys, and I think that's why we saw those routes that you were talking about these Edelman routes because they realize they need somebody who they can spread the ball out to in, in that space in the field and. He's the best option. Well, the, the Cowboys could have tendered him at uh, their original round tender, and they probably could have retained him. They decided to screw it. We're, we are going to just sign him. We're going to sign. I think they signed him to a three or four year deal. Yeah, Put some good money behind him. I think twelve mil or something yeah, like that. 10, 10, 12, 12 million. Mil. That's not too bad for uh, for a kid, you know, that young and just developing. It shows that they really want to use him. They want to get him involved. So I mean, that's that definitely bodes well for his year. And I think with uh, the one reason why they are getting the ball out to him so quickly. Romo's old. 
You get the get the ball out of his hands. Don't give him an opportunity that to get back at all. Yeah. And uh, that's going to keep on maintaining as he gets deeper into his career. Uh, get the ball. Get rid of the ball quick. All right, number sixty-two is going to be Andrew Hawkins, who actually had a very very productive year last year. At least he was targeted a ton. He had one hundred and twelve targets, which is uh, a lot more than you'd think, right? Yeah. So, yeah. a lot more than you would think. A lot more. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have called that. But. Considering he basically only had just over that in his three-year career wow. total. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Um, yeah, yeah, 825 over. yards. You know, solid receiving numbers. Uh, didn't catch a ton of those passes, though. Only no. caught 63. You know, the quarterback play in Cleveland was just atrocious last year. I don't know how many times I can say that and like still feel better about it. And then they're going to go in the season with Josh McCown and Johnny Manziel, potentially. Uh, and that's their solution, is Josh McCown. And I've seen that solution as a Bears fan. It doesn't work out. Well, it's also not really good for a player like Andrew Hawkins. What's the player that Josh McCown had more success throwing to? Big to receiver. Big receiver throwing it to the outside. Where does yeah. Andrew Hawkins roam? No. In the middle of the field. That's why Dwayne Bowe's right. got a chance to do something right. different there. Mm, yep. Right. Nice. Right. Well, let's go to yeah, the next. I don't need to talk about him much here. Absolutely. Let's go to the next guy, and that's going to be Brian Quick. He's in at 61. Uh, let's talk about him briefly because we just mentioned how he's yeah, having the injuries. The problem, the injuries, the, the the problem here. If he can come back from that injury, he was showing pretty well last year. He's the more he's the more talented of the guys on that team. Um, started to come into his own in his, in the third in a in his third year of his career last year, but obviously got knocked out in seven games last year. Three hundred seventy-five yards, yeah, but three touchdowns. That's not too bad. Uh, Twenty-five receptions. He has the potential, if he was fully healthy, coming back, starting for an entire year, I, I could see him having 60, 65 receptions, close to 1,000 yards maybe. I don't know if that happens. I don't think that comes close to happening, to be honest. Not this year. I don't think so either. Uh, but he's the number one option when healthy, and you can get him late, late, late in drafts because of this injury concern. Mm-hmm. And he scored you know, eight or so fantasy points a game last season, so... You know, definitely a kind of injury value there. And again, that's with no quarterback play, yeah. really. Yeah. Number 60, Cody Latimer. This is an exciting guy. Yeah. Okay, yep. this is a guy that you Finally actually... Finally get to have some fun. <laughs> you know, right. Well, and this, is, and this is where, yeah, it gets interesting. This is where we're going to go back-to-back with two guys that were rookies last year that barely, one that probably didn't see the field hardly at all, and, and Cody Latimer and another guy who barely saw the field will be next. But Latimer steps in at a right time. You now no longer have Julius Thomas... You're, what are you, what's the answer to that? You bring in Owen Daniels. Is that really going to be what Julius Thomas was to that offense? No. Cody Latimer is the guy that now you just elevate from inside of your roster. You now have the guy, Wes Welker, was unable to ex- do anything to exploit the middle of the field. Last season. Last yeah. season or, last, or the season before, really, for that matter. Latimer should be able to do that. Um, and I think that this is where you'll see him having that year under his belt where he really didn't play. He'll be hungry. He'll be fully understanding in this offense, and I think that he'll make some major strides. All right. Lo- love the kid. The, I think his potential is off the charts. However, there are some drawbacks to the situation. One, the switching of the offense. Mm-hmm. It's no longer going to be a base three-receiver type set or whatever, like, uh, or anything like that, and they're going to scale back on some of the no-huddle. They're still going to run a lot of no-huddle because Manning's the best of that all time, but it, they're going to scale back that offense a bit, make it a little bit more running, and go to two wide receiver sets a little bit more often, which leaves him out of the mix because you still got your Sanders and Demarius Thomas on uh, the bookends. Second is that he pretty much is an outside receiver. 
They're going to use him. Think, as the, yeah. yeah, they're going to use him as the outside receiver, and then move Sanders into the slot when they do go into those three wide receiver sets. So there's no chance of him really over, t- really taking on the, any other role at this point. That's kind of where he's stuck at. Granted, I do believe he's got a ton of potential. Sanders, um, though he did make it through that whole season last year, has always had injury problems, so you never really know there. And if Latimer starts to take off at all. Yeah, I mean, he could end up being better than Sanders. I like Sanders. I've always liked Sanders a bit. But he got beaten out when he was in Pittsburgh. Last year was kind of the fact that Walker, nobody challenged him there. And he was darn good. But Latimer's got a ton of potential here. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's definitely worth taking as the third Broncos receiver on that team for sure. Absolutely. Last year, Latimer, uh, leading up to drafts, was a potential first-round pick. He didn't end up going there. But, um, you know, this is a a highly talented guy that – yeah, there's and not the a better situation. And remember, Welker's gone now, so there's yeah, another. The Broncos grab the second round. Yeah, yeah, yeah they don't second get, round. You're not going to grab a guy in the second round and never use him. Right? He's, playing catch with, him. he's playing catch with Manning and, and Duke. We like all these things. Yeah. So next guy, 59, is going to be Josh Huff. Obviously, with Macklin gone, it, all signs point, and with Riley Cooper sucking, we all signs point to a Huff having a major uptick in. His opportunities within a high-powered, lots more plays than most teams' offensive have, uh, kind of guy. Uh, first of all, he's, I mean, he's got the athleticism that the, the gods would give to you know just barely anybody in this world. He really has that going on for him. Chip loves him. Chip Kelly absolutely loves him. I've heard a lot of people saying that he has the potential to be the best wide receiver on this team. Now, I love Jordan Matthews, don't get me wrong. I'm going to talk a lot about Jordan Matthews later. But Huff has a lot of the under-the-radar type potential that people aren't quite seeing yet. And they'll hear a lot more about him over the summer and leading up to fantasy drafts. But I'm telling you right now, 59 is going to be way too low for me. I'm going to have him a lot higher up a little bit later on. That's, that's my call because Riley Cooper. Effing sucks. Sorry. (laughs) Trying to avoid it. No, you did good. You said effing. I I, I can't write it down. (laughs) Well, I I think this is a guy to keep your eye on. We will. We'll keep him on. We'll keep our eyes on him for you. Keep listening in. Uh, I agree with dogs. The guy's name most people don't even know. Mm -hmm. Literally, people don't even know this guy. He intimately knows Chip Kelly. This is a value pick that uh, as, as, as we get closer to the drafts, hopefully people continue not to know him. Because he is going to have a good year. And the other thing that we talked about, what what is Philadelphia going to do now with the offense that they have? It's going to be more, uh, what I, what I, my belief is, is that it's going to be more of a control, shorter passing game. And that's where Huff is going to be able to flourish. Absolutely. And that's where Bradford's able to be very effective too, as long as he's able to stay healthy. Yeah, and I think they're just going to still try and use Matthews out of the slot. I mean, they're going to use him to the on the outside as well, which is going to up his numbers. But if they're still using Matthews out of, out of the slot, Huff's the uh, top outside receiver, and that has potential for big games. Awesome, awesome. All right, number 58 is going to be uh, Woods. Robert Woods. Robert Woods. You know, Robert Woods is basically, to me, he's just become he's just a, a steady player. You're not really going to get any crazy production games out of him. He, he doesn't give you any major, major flashes. He gives you, you know... For for a guy that's going to get deeper as a pick, though, he'll give you those a few games with with touchdowns. He scored five touchdowns last year, so there is some of that potential. But you just you know this is what you're getting. You're going to get a, a solid player. He's averaged he averaged like six points a, a fantasy game this year, last year, the year before was five point six. He's you're solid. You're not going to be great. You're not going to be horrible. 
I think if EJ Manuel is the quarterback and gets opportunities, it helps him. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe because they're basically both have been kind of second stringers. They came, they're rookies the same year, I think, drafted in the same. They've got some, uh, some. They played catch with each other a lot. So if EJ Manuel turns out to be the uh, <laughs> to be the guy, uh, the truth is that it's a good thing for uh, Robert Woods. So let's go to the next guy, number fifty-seven, Dwayne Bow. Man. We've talked about Dwayne Bowe a lot today between the video and the yeah. show. I don't feel like I've said his name this many times in one day in a while. But new opportunity in down in uh, Cleveland and uh, coming from no matter what the bad situation with the quarterback play for the Browns is. Let's be honest; it's better than playing wide receiver for Alex Smith. That's a, that's a <laughs> fact, uh, and and that's why I like. They, they've already talked about using him a, a ton, using him a lot, like what they were doing, like Josh Gordon or whatever this. Uh, Granted, I don't think he's not the same as he used to be, and he's not Josh Gordon. But if they're going to use him that way, that has the potential to put up a lot more big games. He's not going to have zero touchdowns like he did last year. He does have the potential, however, to get to that 1,000-yard mark. Yeah. Um, he's definitely going to get 100 targets, uh, if you ask me. This, I mean, if, if Andrew Hawkins was getting 112 targets last year in that offense, believe me, Dwayne Bowe is going to get at least 100, 100 targets, quite possibly a ton more. Dwayne Bow could be like a, a sexy breakout pick. Like, yeah, he he'd be the ugliest sexy girl at the club. Is what he'd be. <laughs> you yeah. said I don't know how it worked, but he is the kind of guy who could put up wide receiver two type numbers potentially. And you're not paying anything close to that price. A thousand yards potentially, five touchdowns. Five shouldn't be hard for this guy to get. Let's be serious. I agree. I and he's not that old. More. He's not that old. This is a guy that didn't he have. 14 or 17 touchdown 15, yeah. season. 15 uh, touchdown season, yeah. You know what, though? I'm, I'm probably the least... I'm, I don't I don't think 1,000 yards is, is going to happen. I, I, I'm, 800? Maybe, but I mean, you look at... He, his game, even though it was Alex Smith and, and that makes you look bad on film, um, he just didn't show any types of that burst of, of... He didn't have great speed when he came out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I... I see him can be a, an effective red zone type receiver like he's been, but um, I just don't see the burst anymore. So I, I'm not I'm not seeing a thousand yards. All right, let's go to the next guy, 56, Jermaine Curse. Definitely not seeing a thousand yards out of Jermaine Curse. Definitely not. But this guy this guy makes big plays, and he is the big play guy for that team. I think even going back two three years ago, we saw a little in, in spurts. This guy looks like he's an other world talent and a great great wide receiver. Just doesn't get the opportunities, as we talk about all the time. They're a running team, right? That's one of the things that the only thing that is potentially really good for him is maybe the addition of Jimmy Graham helps to flip that and make them more of a balanced type of an approach. And if that happens, then you know what you get out of Jermaine is, like you said, some crazy games, a lot of boomer bust. Yeah, I got nothing to say. Nothing. All right, well, let's move on. <laughs> number fifty, number fifty-five. We got Mohammed Sanu. A uh, guy that we thought was going to have a... He had moments uh, last year, but we thought he was going to have a breakout uh, year. Rutgers product. Uh, what are we thinking for this year? I mean, he was a good fill-in for a while there. And then suddenly he forgot how to catch the football. And now he's like the most hated man <laughs> in Cincinnati somehow. <laughs> and it, Even more so than Marvin Lewis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At this or point, Andy Dalton? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, ten times this guy had under fifty yards receiving last season. So, but when AJ Green was out for those two games, he was a bona fide 
you know, top 15 wide receiver those weeks. And he got you, you know, five touchdowns on the season. And he's a, a bit of a gimmick player, too, where they'll let him throw some and they'll let him run some. Mm-hmm. So they, they want to get him the ball in different ways, and they want him to be involved. It's just it seemed like he had this problem last year catching the football, and that's what it came down to. Problem. Two wide receivers set. Marvin Jones is back. He's not a starter anymore. Problem. Tyler Eifert's back, and he is a catching uh, tight end. Now, he's not Jermaine Gresham. He's going to catch that ball. Problem. It's a running offense now. He's, it's, Sanu is the man, uh, the odd man out here, and he's going to be ranked lower for me as they go along, yep. depending on Marvin Jones' health. If Marvin Jones can make it through the summer, we'll be okay if there. Can make it, if Sanu you can make it out to go pick up a newspaper in the morning, we'll yeah. be okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, he'll make it halfway there, and Kyle Rudolph will bring it halfway there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the, the, the relay. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my God. Number uh, 54 is going to be the lovely Ruben Randall on the Giants. Who's got something on him? I like a Ruben Randall. He finished 35th among you know wide receivers last season in standard scoring. Uh, got 127 targets. 127 targets. You believe that number? And was only able to come down with, what, 938 yards and three scores. I don't know how this guy doesn't catch touchdowns at his size. And that was what he was known for, sort of coming out of the draft. His ability to score touchdowns. Problem is, is those those two stones that he has for hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His catch percentage is not good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love the side of the mouth talking. Yeah, no, 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 no. Hey, um, give me a shoggy. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> All right, so... Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, so, Victor Cruz was out last year. Uh, Od- Odell Beckham didn't even start playing until the fourth or fifth game and didn't even start getting truly, really involved until the sixth or seventh game. Randall had his chance to, to take off and do it, and he didn't really. And he started falling more and more out of the offense. Now, with Beckham being the bona fide number one that he is, um, and uh, Victor Cruz coming back, we'll, we'll see what happens with Cruz. He's the third guy. It ain't going to be the same. Um, and, I, I mean, when you talk about the touchdowns, how could he have only three? And Larry Donnell, I think, had, like, what, eight or nine or something like that? Seven, eight, nine, something. Yeah, so obviously, he had three in a game, at least. I I'll know t- that for a fact. I'll tell you, <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, I remember that game. It, Killed me. And <laughs> it killed me. He said it. I know. Uh, I write that I down. Know. I got it. I got it. Um, I'm a, I'm but, but I'll tell you right now, what that shows that Eli Manning knows something that we obviously don't. He practices with these guys all the time. He wanted to throw it to Larry Donnell when it got into the red zone, overthrowing it to Ruben Randall for a reason. And now to Beckham. And the Giants are what? They're the king of fade routes in the red zone, are, are, are they yeah. not? Oh, they throw absolutely. the fade more than anybody I've ever seen on the planet. Absolutely. And yeah. I mean, That's the problem. Go. So you, you're going to get, if, if anything, the production you get out of him is because all the attention is paid to the other receivers, and he catches and gets you a big yardage gainer, right? A 40-yard gain here or there. He'll get yards, but he's not going to give you the touchdown production. Yeah, I mean, your, your best potential out of him is if Cruz doesn't make it back and Odell Beckham either has a sophomore slump or gets his ass whooped yeah. by somebody because they just don't like him because he's not likable. Well done. All right, <laughs> 53, we have Marquise Colston. What, uh, obviously, helps that Jimmy's gone. Um Cooks is going to be in his second year coming off uh, an injury. Uh, you no know, more, no more Kenny Stills. Listen, he's on his last legs. Um, this is this is going to be close to it for him. I, you know, I don't see him playing for more than a few more years, and the last couple of years will be as a, 
a third or fourth receiver or something, if you ask me, or a specialty type guy. Uh, he's he's definitely starting to, to fall to fall off. Only 59 receptions on 100 targets last year. Completely unlike him when you think about three years ago, he had 80 on 107. I mean, that's a huge difference right there. Oh, yeah. Uh, 902 yards was his worst since uh, 2008. But, but, but think about this, though. Now that Jimmy's gone, when they're in the red zone, who are they going to lean to throw the ball to? Because Brandon Cooks is not going to be... <laughs> Kerry Robinson. They are, gonna, they are switching this offense. See, that's, why, that's why I am so high on Mark Ingram. Yes, this year. they are switching this offense. They are going to beat Josh more Hill. of ball control. You know, yeah, he's high on Josh Hill. Yeah, I'm high on Josh Hill as, as well. But... It is. It's going to be more of a ball control type, which could help him, you know, in certain ways. You know, it could get him some extra catches. I mean, he has there. good size, I mean, but he is definitely he's lost a step. Um, he isn't. He just doesn't look the same that he used to. It's he's going to get some play because they jettisoned a few guys, like you said. You know, I mean, no more Jimmy Graham, no more Kenny Stills. Um, but I mean, Nick, I mean, he's got a chance for another thousand yards just because of opportunity. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's a couple of these older guys who might. You're getting late. They're not sexy, but they're gonna, you know, they're gonna provide the uh, provide some good stats for you, especially in like a pinch as a wide receiver four or five, to where you could just slot him in and start him for a couple weeks. Well, and remember with Colson, he was he, as great as he was, as good as he was. Don't call him even great. He never really had any like amazing, amazing season. It's like a thousand yards to eleven hundred, like maybe not even twelve hundred yards. It's high. Uh, yeah. Year was eleven hundred fifty-four yards and ten touchdowns. So, um, that was only one year in his career that he had double-digit touchdowns. His yeah. stock is is falling, so you can potentially get value out of that. True, it's a name that people are kind of staying away from. He's burned a lot of people over the last two or three seasons. Uh, everyone we talk about uh, Drew Brees, his arm not looking the same as it used to be. Maybe that helps him. Because he is kind of a button hook, you know, short route kind of guy. But we will see. Uh, number 52, Justin Hunter. This is a guy, Just I'm just going to say here, I'm staying away from him. I've never seen him do it. I've watched enough. That I feel like this guy's all name and going, we're going by the Underwear Olympics performance he had three years ago or whatnot. I don't know. He scares me. I'll, I'll piggyback on you and I'll be quick about it. Uh, he's a guy to me that is a big play guy. But there are just no plays in between the big plays. <laughs> 28 catches, 67 targets. That pretty much says it right there. Yeah, but what if Rivers? 40%. What if Rivers goes there? Is he? Is he? Uh, that that if Rivers gets traded, him. it's like an effect on 15 fantasy players. <laughs> but like, he thinks it's it, worse for him. It's true. I think it's worse for him. Really? A Mettenberger at least has an arm that he could toss it to him out there. But Rivers can't throw it far anymore. Well, but, but Rivers, he may not be able to throw it far, but what Rivers was able to do is to throw the most beautifully anticipating where the receiver's yeah. going to be ball yeah. and hits him in stride. True. That's yeah, true. I'd He's not fight. a good route runner, though. He's not, he is fast, but it's not a, it doesn't really it – doesn't, he doesn't play fast. Um, he's on the wrong team. He's 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 straight. He's one of those track guys that kind of just started playing football and somehow has carved, you know, somewhat of a little mini NFL career here. So anyway, we'll go to the next guy. Malcolm Floyd is going to be number fifty-one. Crickets. Malcolm Floyd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bueller, anyone? I mean, the fact that he made it 60 six, catches. Well, the, fa- the fact that he made it sixteen games was beyond belief. <laughs> that, that was impressive, to be honest. Uh, but that's that's it. I mean, you're at 50, 55 catches, 800 yards, 750 yards, and five, six touchdowns. That's what you're getting, period. Done. I like it. All right, next uh, guy is going to be 
Number 50 is John Brown. I, I like the potential uh, for John Brown. And I think with what he really needs in order to be uh, even more successful um, and to build on, on his... And his rookie season was... They kept trying to throw this deep ball thing, and they kept trying to use him all over the place. And his targets to receptions was pathetic. 48 receptions on 100 targets. You know, this is... That's not the type of production that he needs. But what he's going to get, and I believe they're going to get, is they're either going to they're going to probably draft one of these. T- I think they're going to go for, for a running back if they can get a legitimate number one running back to pair uh, a bruiser to pair with Andre Ellington. Where is the thing that Bruce Arians and how they make that offense be successful was with play action pass. Then the play action actually works, and then John Brown probably has a better chance for success. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't see him having a lot better year. Than he had. I mean, to, to get you know 700 yards and five touchdowns, it's pretty at a 100 yard game. It's pretty impressive uh, for a rookie. Fitz is back uh, on a new restructured deal, uh, which was very nice of him to do and everything. And so, I mean, they're going to use him. Michael Floyd always has that potential to, to break out, and I think he will have a better year than he had last year. If they do get that running back, uh, they, they may run the ball even a little bit more. John Brown, he's just. He's got a ton of talent. I just don't see him doing a whole hell of a lot better I, Yeah, than he's he got did. a ton of talent. I just don't see a great opportunity for him to be on the field a lot. And I don't see 100 targets again. Well, here's the thing, yeah, though. I, maybe, maybe not. But the problem is, who would, he had a horrible quarterbacks last year. If Carson Palmer stays yeah, healthy say, all yeah. season, and let's say he drops down to 80 targets, but he becomes a more accurate passer, he takes the 48 receptions that he has, and he can still, on 80 targets, turn that into 55 to 60 catches. Now, if he does that, well, now there's because of his speed, and if he's able to connect on a couple of deep plays, I love the Bruce Arians, Mike Wallace made famous. Then he becomes fantasy viable. Here's one thing: didn't he, did he go to Stanford? This kid? No. Where did he go to school? A small school. Uh, a small school guy. Okay. Oh, I can't. One thing we can remember last year: State. he made some remarkable catches last oh, yeah. year. So what? What? What I like with a guy like that is that. You know you're going to get something. He's a gamer. He's a gym rat. They've talked about how he's always been. He's always hanging around with Carson Palmer. He's trying to learn. He's trying to get better. He wants to be the best that he can be. So I like this guy where his head's at, um, and I think there could be the opportunity. Pittsburgh I agree with you. State. Pittsburgh Never. State. Um, I agree with Houdini. What if Carson Palmer plays? <laughs> Carson Palmer plays 16 games. It's going to be better for him. But who knows? You know, it's, uh, and it's in Kansas. In Kansas, <laughs> You're not Kansas anymore, and John Brown. And it's Pittsburgh without the H at the end. Uh, oh, <laughs> different. It's different. good. Number forty-nine, Doug Baldwin. Hard to believe that he had ninety-eight targets. Uh, but Baldwin, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't like where it's heading for him. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, you you know what you're getting. Pretty much, it's it's just straight across the board mediocre numbers. I can't see him ever having more than five touchdowns in this season. I can't see him having less than two. Can't see him ever having a ten reception game. Can't you know see him having? You know, well, I could see him having zero, uh, one, whatever. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's again, it's a Seattle offense. So um, fifty to sixty-five catches. He, he's yeah, he's deadly consistent. He remember like when we were talking yeah. uh, years ago with Stevie Johnson. Like every year, he's within like. 40 yards of, of where he is. 1,040 to 1,080. The exact same number number of catches every year. Right. Here's Doug Baldwin. He's a guy that gets you... He's had 50 catches, 51 catches, 66 catches. 
He's had 788 yards, 778 yards, 825 yards. He's had three touchdowns, five touchdowns, three touchdowns, four touchdowns. Yeah, it's what you're getting. Yeah, it's 100 or so fantasy points. Yeah. Between 100 to 110 fantasy points. Six and a half to 6.75 fantasy points per game. About. Okay, we're done. <laughs> we're done with them. Percy Harvin, number 48. New team, followed Rex. Um, <laughs> to, to me, listen, I, again, athletic... The, the, the guy should be the guy should be in a different sport. He should be in the Olympics. He should be a triathlete, you know, a, a, a decathlete, whatever. Yeah, that's what he should be doing. This is this is not the sport for him. It's, it's a, fantasy football isn't the sport for him. Uh, if you ask me, he's he's not worth it at, at forty eight. He'd be close to worth it at ninety six. Double it. <laughs> he seems that's, to think he's got his best stuff ahead of him. You know, that's obviously that's talk. To he said that every year. He, and every he time he moves, every time he does something. Five teams the last four years. Yeah, I mean that's what it's going to happen with him. Listen, you, you got potential to do something on this team, you know, in, in this offense for sure. But I mean, is he a better wide receiver per se than even Robert Woods? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, the is thing he is, more, I think they're athletic? yeah, but not a better receiver. You know, uh, you know, uh, is he a better running back than uh, Lashawn McCoy? No. I mean, you may have more power at various or something. You may have more dyna- you know, dynamism. But I mean, the, he just doesn't. He's a square peg in round holes, round holes, square whatever. He's a triangle. Here's, here's, the, here's, the, here's the good and the bad in the exact same statement. Rex Ryan had him last year, and, and now Rex Ryan wanted to bring him to Buffalo. Okay, that's the same. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's Rex Ryan's offense, is that really beneficial to him? Now, he had a couple of those weird games. He had a couple of those weird games last year where he was getting like 12, 13 targets in yeah, the yeah. passing game with the Jets. And you know? he had like 151 yards a game or so. In and one game. It's one of those game. things that the potential <laughs> yeah. for him is, again, I agree with you. He's completely a square peg in a, in a round hole, and it does not seem to fit. But Doesn't Rex Ryan doesn't fit either. In, yeah, in, he's not, a, he's not he's, the square or the or, or, yeah. or <laughs> Rex Ryan, Rex Ryan obviously has there. like a foot fascination with him, like like, his, like with his wife. And and, oh. and so he's he, he wanted Percy around, and he thinks that he can do something with him. I I. I don't agree on. I was the guy that. Why was didn't you not go to the Patriots? Year. Why did you not go to the Patriots? He didn't want to conform to Bill Belichick's rules. Yeah, it, I, I'll tell you. This is exactly what it is. Take him at your own risk because he's going to have two really good games during the year, and the rest are not going to be. If you want to try and pick those two, feel free. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> All right, uh, Larry Fitzgerald's falling down pretty far now. He's at 47. Uh, What's what's the thought? Could he uh, surprise there? Does he come now at value? Absolutely. How could he not go with value? But he hasn't had a thousand yard season in his last three years. Crazy. Uh, it's it's not so much the thousand yard seasons that that people would count on so much because you know even in even in you know '09 and uh, in 2010 the thousand ninety two eleven thirty seven not you know not that's not tremendous but when he's putting up the thirteen touchdowns. The 12 touchdowns. Even two years ago, he had 10 touchdowns. Last year was kind of the anomaly, anomaly with the two touchdowns. Well, but but like the, you mentioned, the quarterback play is, yeah. is also a factor there. Sure. Okay, so when you're throwing out Carson Palmer all season, you might get something a little better if you're throwing out Drew Stanton or, or Ryan Lindley or whatever the hell they were, they were throwing out. Maybe not so much. So I think, do I think he's going to go back to double digit touchdowns? No, probably not. But he's definitely going to have more than two. And he's, de- I think it's definitely more than five. I don't think he has less than. The 784 yards he had either. He's going to have 100 targets. It's 
He's coming to value at this point, that's for sure. This is crazy, though. This is a guy who was the receiver. He's only in his, it's only going into his eighth year. What? And, right? No. No, these are, we only go back with stats. Oh, okay. I'm going to say that's right. He's a lot older than that. I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, is he going to his eighth year? But he's only 31. He is only 31 years old. I mean, he's not, got a, tread, a lot of tread on his tires, but he's only 31 years old, and people still respect him as being the quintessential best wide receiver right. in the entire game. All right, I, I mean that's including any of the talent out there. Anybody will tell you, any wide receiver will tell you who's the best wide receiver in the league. They'll tell you Larry Fitzgerald, hands down. Especially over the last 10 years. Yeah, over the course well, of that. Plain and simple, and you want to learn something, that's who you go to to, to ask a question. So I mean, listen, they, and what he did last year was also only in 13 games. Right. You know, they had that one game where he was also someone injured. So, I mean, that's pretty good numbers in 13 games. Granted, the touchdowns have to come up, but those are going to come up a bit. That's that, that's my saying. I like it. 46, Pierre Garçon. Also a guy who could potentially um, jump up in value. I think he's he's going way, way, way late in drafts. Um, you know that Gruden wants to get him a lot more involved over there, and they're going to get him more involved. Uh, they didn't utilize him correctly last year. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a force that... When used correctly, needs to be reckoned with. And, yeah. and but two years ago, he put up thirteen hundred and forty-six yards. I mean, he was one of the he was one of the, the gems of the fantasy draft. You know, two, just two years ago, and, and he of course he was, up that year. Yeah, yeah. And, and now, and then he up. was of course overdrafted. You know, last year, this year he's going to be. It's going to be the opposite. Right. You know, so you're going to get good value for Pierre Garcia. I don't know what round I got him in, but like you said, it was pretty late. I think I got him in like tenth round. You got him right as I was about to take him. Like yeah, this is where I get, I'm going to get sweet. steal and yeah. just grab him. Yeah. Fuck. Gosh. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. All right. We're, we're trying to work out our uh, language. Uh, <laughs> the things that come out of our mouths. Basically, we're the unicorn. This, this podcast should be called Unicorn Podcast. We're not drinking. We didn't do the opening audio. We're not allowed to swear. Uh, Stag Party's not wearing a, a tutu. Uh, what else have we got going on? Instead of the unicorn, called the eunuch. Yeah, the eunuch. It's true. God damn. Uh, Alan Robinson, 45. Uh, guy surprised last year, but he, he just couldn't really. His, his big issue is he can't stay healthy. Uh, but. Going into the second uh, season, what are you guys thinking? Is he uh, what, what's the up and up? I mean, I well, guess the up and up is that he's going to be a, a playing. He'll be a starter, so he's 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 always going to be on the field. You know, you look at what they're what they're doing. He's building with Blake Bortles and and, uh, and the young receiving core. So you got he'll be out there with what you got Bortles, you got Julius Thomas now, and you got Marquise Lee. Um, Maybe Justin Blackman. Maybe, and that's Alan the big no, no, no. and all these guys. They've got like 15 receivers. I don't even know who's going to be on Justin the field. Blackman, though, is the one that, that yeah. you have to be most concerned with yes. when you're looking at Allen Robinson because that's the guy that slots everybody down, and Robinson's probably the guy that... that without him, he's one. Allen Robinson is number one without Justin Blackman, yeah? Yeah, I think he's... and Even with Justin Blackman, yeah, I think he's a 1A, uh, a 1A to him. Oh, you know, okay. He'll be a 2 And I'll tell you why. Here's, here's what's extremely impressive about him. He was injured throughout pretty much all of training camp. You know, he didn't get a chance to really work being a rookie. That's usually huge. To see how well he actually performed without any real work with a quarterback, with uh, with just a pro staff or whatever, not you know, the playbook or whatever, to see what he was doing, not really knowing anything, that's really impressive. He's a solid route runner. Yeah, and, uh, and he's and he's big. got good hands. Good hands and big and quick. Uh, he's, he's, he's got some... Uh, you're you're going to love this one. Moxie. 
He's got some moxie to it. He averaged like okay. five catches a game. Yeah. So the numbers He's back, back up the, uh, Yeah. The numbers back up the you know every the peripheral you know stats and the combine and everything he kind of did going up to the draft. So he's definitely a guy who could take that next step, and he's he was a big surprise for us uh, at the midpoint of last season. I, I don't know. I wonder. I wonder about next step. Right. The thing with him is that I worry about is that he doesn't have the blazing speed. No. And and he's he's not that dominant red zone type guy. Now you've brought in Julius Thomas, who is probably going to be called on more to be that guy that you're going to lean on in the red zone and take your shots with. Well. It, you know, that that's true. At the same time, this is still the Jaguars. They don't really have a running back. Um, they will still likely be playing from behind, even though they're getting better. Um, and the defense is getting better. They're still going to be playing from behind uh, when you when you consider what teams they're playing against. He, he, there's just potential at the wide receiver position. Blackman coming back, who knows how he's going to really be. Uh, you might be getting, you're going to get value with him there at 45, if you ask me. 44 is Kendall Wright. I don't like Kendall Wright. This was, you know... We loved him. I, I, We've given him a lot of due over the course of the last two, three years. He did one thing that, that, was the, that was called that he was going to do uh, when we saw his numbers from, from 2013 was, oh my God, how do you have 140 targets and only have two touchdowns? Um, he only ended up with 93 targets last year, but he did score six touchdowns. In so, only 14 games. Right. So he finally started to find the end zone, but the yards weren't there. The consistency, just the... 100 yard game. Yeah, it's. I mean, he's a, he's a depressing guy to have. Until yeah. until, <laughs> until he gets off of Tennessee, until they find until he finds a coach who knows how to use his abilities, because he still has the ability of the guts. If you remember watching him in college, he. I mean, that guy could run past anybody. Yeah. He would make acrobatic catches. Uh, he could do anything you wanted him to do on the field, and they're just using him the wrong way. They're using him as basically. A, a slot guy who, who who not even giving him the potential for run after the catch type stuff. It's it, until he's off of Tennessee, he's undraftable. In my I, eyes. I think he he would actually take a, a step up though if Philip Rivers comes to town. Possibly, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's a Philip Rivers type. Yeah, he's that type of guy. For oh man, I mean, he would be putting up double Eddie Royal numbers, yeah. basically. Yeah, that's awesome. Number forty-three, Devonte Adams. I like Devonte Adams. I mean, I again. Got, you, that was you, a guy in that mock that I was about to grab, and I don't know who. I think him. I grabbed him. I was like, oh, yeah. I was just literally about to take him. <laughs> you look at him and you say, good. Here's an offense that throws 40, 36 to 44 touchdowns a year. Okay, that's enough to spread the ball around. Oh, I got Jordy, I got Jordy Nelson, I got Randall Cobb, who are taking all the attention away, and I'm going to get one-on-one coverage all day long, every day. Fantastic. For potentially safeties. Right. Man coverage. It, it's it's all good. I, I don't know what what you couldn't like in that offense with Aaron Rodgers. It's a perfect place to be. Was potentially first round talent last year, uh, and, and an injury. All that does is vault him up into into a bigger role. Yep. It's also a high scoring division. Um, they have a, a very tough rush schedule. Granted, I think their passing schedule is pretty tough too. But having that tough rush schedule uh, definitely leads to a lot more passes, regardless of whether it's a tough schedule or not. Um, but one of the big things that I will mention I can t- anytime we ever talk about the Packers, that fourth receiver will always get into the mix somehow. And it's c- considering I don't know anything about Devontae Adams being a, an injury-prone type guy, somebody's probably going to get injured or something's going to happen. 
Could be a Cobb, could be a Nelson. They both missed time in the past for various reasons. If it does happen to be a Cobb, like it possibly, you know, could possibly be. I think we talked about that a little bit last podcast. Someone steps up more. Granted, Jeff Janis may stand, step up into the third position role, but that puts Adams in the number two, which could be gigantic for him. Yeah. And, I mean, getting him at 43 here, you could be getting a real steal because, I mean, he's he has the potential to put up eventually at some point during the season wide receiver two numbers. Yeah, that's the whole point. You're going to get production from him as the wide receiver three and only upside if he moves up in that offense. Yes. Power numbers. Yeah, I mean, that. remember the playoffs, uh, what, seven catches, 117 yards, and a touchdown against the Cowboys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he showed it a little bit. And, you know, moving up to number two, oh, my God, you get so much surplus value. You know, with the late selection of a Devontae Adams. What's awesome, uh, also as well, that I was just thinking about, is that even when they play those really tough teams against uh, the pass, it's usually Jordy and Cobb who take the hit, take the hit, and the third receiver will will get all the passes. That happened to him a couple times last year, if I remember correctly. Sure. Yeah, so I mean... New England? Yeah. Let's go on to Vincent Jackson at number 42. V-Jax. V-Jax. Coming off a uh, lowly... Two touchdown season, but he did put up a thousand yards. Uh, the thing that they're going to have most likely, I'll say it the way that you like to say it, Jamias Winston. There you go. I like it. I like it. Botch it. Be consistent. <laughs> um, is potentially it could be good because again, now you have Mike Evans who exploded in his rookie season. Who now Vincent Jackson is no longer the guy that the defenses care about when they're going to game plan what to do against Tampa Bay. So he'll finally get back to be able to slot into playing against competition that's probably more up his alley uh, that he can actually have decent success against. Uh, You're not going to be getting any 1,300, 1,200-yard Vincent Jackson years, but you're going to see the touchdown total probably go up from the two. Uh, That's a pretty easy call to somewhere between, I would say, five to seven. And his yardage... He, he, I think a thousand yards for him would be would be lucky. Yeah, it, I mean it would, it'll probably still be right around there. Yeah, like um, eight to nine nine hundred fifty. I mean, um, I, the thing is, I, I, I'm having a really tough time figuring out what's going to happen with Tampa Bay next year with with Winston. Um, I mean, Winston, his last name says it all. I mean, wins a ton. That's really what he does. But I don't know if he's just. The, I don't know if he's the greatest quarterback for that situation there in Tampa Bay. Um, the granted, they're going to have to wait with for the growth Why, and nobody, growth and everything. Nobody can coach offense on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And pretty much exactly. So I mean, will his, will how this concerns Vincent Jackson? Will his touchdown numbers probably go up? But yeah, you're right. A thousand yards might be a, a stretch, especially with that rookie quarterback. The thing is, when rookie quarterbacks come in, they usually throw to the veterans. They usually, you know, uh, when they come in, they they like to target the older guys and not the the younger kind of studs. So, you know, there's... there's I, 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 I think they're told to, to target the veterans a little bit more. And, and they usually end up doing so. But there's usually not a big discrepancy between somebody like uh, your veteran Vincent Jackson there and a potential giant stud in, in Evans, yeah. in Mike Evans. So, I don't know if he'll be choosing the veteran over the young stud at this point. Because let's the young stud way. is actually better than the veteran. Let's put it this way. In, in his career, how many times have you ever really seen Vincent Jackson... Completely just battle defensive backs for a football. 
How many times did you see Mike Evans just win battles against defensive True. backs for footballs last year? Yo, yeah, okay. Winston will find that out real quick. Yeah, all you gotta do is throw the ball once. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Forty-one is Dante Moncrief. Okay, so I think that's a value pick. We saw it in our mock. You got Andrew Luck throwing you the ball, but uh, they also got Andre Johnson. So what's what's the thing here? What kind of numbers and expectations should one have? For a Moncrief going into this year, I'll start off confused. I don't, I don't know. I like his, I like his potential, but there's so many options there. When you also throw in that they throw the ball a lot to Dwayne Allen and Kobe Fleener, this is one where um, I like what he can do. I, I think that it, it's just going to be tough to see how many targets he's going to finish with on the year. That's that's my concern. I think you're looking at the pretty close to the exact same numbers, barring injury to. Johnson or or, or, or Hilton. Um, you look at those numbers, and I see that as the wide receiver three numbers. They're concerning how much they throw the tight end and even get it off to you know the, the running backs there. There's a lot of mouths to feed. Um, with him being the third receiver there, that's pretty much what you're looking at if, you know, like I said, barring injuries. Yeah. All right. Let's I mean, it, but a ton of potential. Yeah. A ton of potential if there is an injury. And he'll give you a splash game or two because he has he, he's the deep threat that's just going to, you know, shoot. For sure. And he, he, I mean, plays. He, we were talking, I was mentioning athletic freak before. This guy is an absolute athletic freak. Right. I mean, he can really do anything out there. So, Yeah, the thing is, you know, didn't get many starts last season. Was more of just the complimentary player. But, yeah, two 100-yard games. So he's got a potential for, you know, big plays. And you know, I think one of the games was 134 and two touchdowns. Yeah, on, on three, three on catches. Three catches, yeah. So he can make it happen when given the opportunity. I hope that we see something in training camp to where they're going to more three wide receiver sets, um, bumping Hilton down to the slot. Uh, I want to, I want to hear more. But I'm taking a flyer on the guy uh, because I like that offense. My pr- the problem is is that it it. A flyer won't be able to head, be had. I think a lot of people will still be taking him earlier oh. uh, than later. So you won't, you won't be able to get a flyer. People who are projecting him to do more, which maybe you could have done if they didn't sign Andre Johnson. Yes, exactly. So I, I mean, there's always those guys in the league who, in your league, who just don't know things. But or <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> right. you know. Number forty, Mr. Bowl, Andre Johnson. When was that? So you go from this guy who's like kind of mired in that being. With too many mouths to feed to Anquan Bolden, who's completely opposite. Here's the established veteran who is basically. You bring Tory Smith there. I still say he's the number one option on that team, for and, sure. And he's I'll tell you that. And, and he's he's at least consistently getting tons of targets. He he basically is not going to he, he, he's not going to give you 1,400 yards, but he's given you a thousand yards in each of the last two years. He gave you a thousand yards last year with five touchdowns. In a very anemic, horrible passing offense for the 49ers. The 83 catches is the impressive one. Having 83 catches in that offense, I don't know how in the world he did it. But he's going to do it again next year, for sure. You know, he'll put up, you know, five, six, more. What do they have on defense? Oh, yeah, and the defense is, uh, you know, just getting worse and worse. And, I mean, it's going to... Bottom out for poor, poor 49ers fans uh, next year. It's just not going to be the same. I am ready. I'm getting ready for it's it. It's not no going to be the same. But so there's going to be a lot of uh, we got to make a comeback here <laughs> and Bolden get us down the field. I mean, he may not. He's not going to be an 11 touchdown guy. You know, a 10 touchdown guy like he was in the beginning of his career. 
but it'll put up, you know, five, six, seven, maybe even eight. Who knows? Because it's not like Torrey Smith is, um, he is a good touchdown guy, but he's the big play, you know, deep field type of guy. And Bolden's still going to be that. Uh, yeah, is Vernon Davis going to reemerge as a touchdown guy after his dismal season last year? I guess we'll talk about hey, that yeah. when we talk about tight ends next week. Next week, top 40 tight ends. Give you a little preview. Um, yeah, I don't know. Bolden's a gamer. Let's be honest. The guy has got all heart. Uh, him and Kaepernick get it, get along well. He's been, the, he's, been he's been, the, he's been the one talking. <laughs> me he's still talking up Kaepernick, saying, "Hey, Kaepernick needs to just listen to himself. Kaepernick's a elite, great leader." And you know, with with Harbaugh gone, I think Bolden's definitely is probably bona fide the leader of that f- offense. I mean, he's the he's the guy that everyone looks to for. Um, you know. He's, he's got to be probably a, of his generation the most underrated, underappreciated wide, great wide receiver. And it may be. He would have two. Always so under have, the radar, being below Fitz. Yeah. You know, well, he, he, right. He, he, but his first couple of years, I mean, he was what was it, the 1,400 yards in his rookie season? Oh, and, and, uh, like, yeah. so for you combined first two oh. years, he's set records. So, I mean, you just can't the, touch. You, you, know? you know, he had that the. the Natural size of a David Boston, not the, <laughs> well, the unnatural yeah. size of a David Boston, but did it naturally. Yeah, and had the amazing speed and the the fact that catches. the longevity of his career yeah. too. Catches when catch. he went and to, to Baltimore, which he thought was going to be a complete disaster for him, and it kind of was a little bit as far as the drop off. But then he started rebuilding up again, and then he goes to San Francisco. We're like, oh, I don't know, this is going to be here, and wow, it was a resurgence right there for him as well. So, he had won a Super Bowl and was probably, the, along with Flacco, the MVP right. of that playoffs the year that the Ravens did. If Santonio Holmes hadn't caught that pass for the Steelers, he would have been a two-time champion and a huge cog in that wheel. That was all about Fitz and Bolden. No so I agree with you. Under Underrated guy uh, who, I mean, it sounds like he should be in the Hall of Fame when it's all said and done. Those numbers are, are pretty ridiculous. Number 39, Kenny Stills moves from the Saints over to the Dolphins. Uh, what do you think becomes of him uh, in this new situation? Well, we saw last year he's not a one-trip pony. He, he can run routes and he can catch passes on the sidelines and he can uh, make some plays like that. Um, problem is he won't be having the, he won't be able you know to get those long-distance touchdowns, those long touchdowns. Tannehill can't throw the long ball very well, obviously. So he's going to have to work in the sidelines and working over the middle, which, which isn't going to be so bad. Um, Tannehill is very good at that, and the, and the Dolphins are definitely an improved offense in, in that realm. But he's going to have Lon, uh, Landry to compete with for uh, for targets. It's not going to be a big target monger. He's not going to be a touchdown monger on that team either. Um, he's I don't know. He's going to be very average. Yeah, I, I just I don't see a ton of of upside. I don't I don't see a big breakout by any means. Um, Hundred targets. Close. Right, close. It'll be right around there. Considering they really, it's just it's him and, and Landry at this point, and uh, of course Jordan Cameron. But whether he stays healthy or not, we'll we'll see there. Um, Lamar Miller will will still get his targets, and they'll you know center around that situation. But I don't know. It's I just it, this is where he's ranked, and this is where he should be ranked. And they start. don't have, and they have a tough strength of schedule this year. Yeah, it's all the last year was uh, the easiest. easy. Yeah, uh, Miami. Um, but he wasn't here in Miami last year, so he didn't. He didn't get the, didn't get the, the production that, that those other guys did get. Um, it's not terrible. Eighteenth, but uh, it's harder than most. So. It was for, it was the first easiest last year. Oh uh, yeah, uh, the I Dolphins. See. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go. Um, Eric Decker, number thirty-eight. You know, 
Decker is a guy that he'll benefit, I think, from having Brandon Marshall there oh, yeah. uh, because he needs to be a second fiddle. Um, but again, this is a Jets offense, so it's like this is one of those ones. Uh, Decker is just a player to me. I'll let you guys talk on it. That it's like he'll be coming up, and I know that it's like I should be drafting him, and, and I, I see him there on my team. And, 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 and I and I know it, and I'm like, you know, let me look at another position. Maybe maybe I don't need a wide receiver now. So <laughs> when I comes back, he'll be off the board already, yeah. and I don't have to deal with being the one that has to pick him. Yeah, I agree with that. The thing is, once Eric Decker comes up, he, even if he's like ahead on my tiers. I'll probably just choose a younger player. <laughs> I'll ignore the fact that I had him put here for yeah. my tears for a reason. Like because I can't put him seventy fifth on my tears and look like a like a douche. You well, know? <laughs> that's why a guy like that, not our own tears for our drafting, you just take him off. Yeah, we've said many times we can't just leave guys off our tears because we show you our tears and you guys will think we're idiots. We already still <laughs> leave some players off, and we are kind of idiots when we do that. But we can't do that. But a guy like that. I'm just because the same thing was happening to me. It kept coming around, and I'm like taking guys lower on the tiers. Basically, I like had an X next to him on my tier sheet. Like, get him off for real drafts. Here's here's the thing about Eric Decker when it comes to fantasy. At this point, now that he's not in Denver anymore, what he is is a good player for your team. If your team is just simply total points overall in the end, week to week, he's. I mean, it's going to be impossible to call those games where he's going to have. He's going to have a couple of really good games during the year. But it's going to be too seldom for you to actually play him consistently and think to yourself, wow, I, I love having Decker in here every week. Didn't he, he have an enormous in, game last year? Like, yeah. What, what 10 for 221. Yeah. I want to say 200, final, but I didn't want to be wrong. Final week of the season. Yeah, but you can't, but you can't predict that. But he's going to still end up 25 to 35 in total points in the end next year. It's true. You think about that was how many yards? 200 and what? 21? 221. He finished with 962 yards. That was in week 17. Mm-hmm. So, th- a game that didn't count for anyone's fantasy at all. So, until then, he was only going to be a guy with about 700-something yards on the year. Yeah. You know. Four touchdowns. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Quarterback yeah. situation looks a little bit uh, sketchy around there. I like Ryan know. Fitzpatrick. Different offense, too. Poor man's Jay Cutler. Yeah, Look it not, up. He's not Rex Ryan, either. Look it up. <laughs> Why is he look? Does he look look angry with a cigarette in his mouth? No, the stats are exactly the no, same yeah. for Just a, a, a million interceptions and uh, yeah, and for like fifteen, fifteen million less. Yeah, it's true, and he's go. a lot smarter. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Keenan Allen, number thirty-seven. Of you know, obviously we need a bounce back year for him in his uh, third year. Had a great rookie campaign. Really kind of stunk it up last year. What what are we expecting his third season? He's going to come back. Uh, I, I don't know if um, you know. I, I think she, I, I, I'm wrong. He's he's. I think he's going to surpass his rookie year numbers. Um, I really do. He's he's going to have a bounce back season this year. It's not going to be the same old uh, offense that they're running. They're going to get him that ball a lot more. Um, they did not use him correctly last year. They know it. Uh, they, they were running the offense through different avenues. They don't have the running game that they they. Can use anymore. Um, it isn't going to be the Ryan Matthews show. That they're, you're, they're looking at Brandon Oliver. Brandon Oliver. Okay, they're going to be passing that ball a little bit more, and Allen's going to be getting the numbers. I mean, he, he'll have 80 receptions. He'll have a thousand yards, and I, I don't know about the eight touchdowns. It'll be close, but he, there's, you saw him coming on more towards the end last year. They were really 
he was doing nothing for the first eight weeks of the season. Because he had trouble adapting to the fact that defenses were, were game planning for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, the thing with Keenan Allen, I've said this many times, he doesn't have a dominant skill set. Like, there's nothing dominant about his game. He's more of a possession pro. You know, he's a professional wide receiver. And that's the best aspect of his game. And that's what leads to 10.2 yards per catch. And that's well, that's what's kind of perfect for him in this offense. The uh, Philip Rivers offense. Yeah, Philip Rivers leaves, forget it. I, I, I don't want Allen on my team. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. But he's he's really good with a, with a uh, Philip Rivers. 36, Stevie Fist, Smith. Uh, God, after what he did last year and the value you were able to get him at, what, does that value change now because he had a pretty good season? Uh, is old man going to be able to do it again, or is it? Like... I'm not going to bet against old man, but I'll say this: you bet on old man for the first half of the season. Whenever yeah. he has these years, it's because he does great in the first five, six games of the year, and then it all of a sudden tails off. So until the playoffs, and then, play he's, right. yeah, right. then he's a monster again. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> but the NFL playoffs you're talking yes. about, right? Not, not not the fantasy playoffs. So he's a guy that I target early, and then I look to to move him because and now with Torrey Smith gone, I wonder. I wonder if that takes pressure. I mean, if that adds to him or subtracts. Not in his head. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing changes anything in Steve Smith's head. Yeah, no, I mean, he was, yeah. He's, I'm twice as good as Torrey Smith. Why are you even throwing him the ball? Want to fight about it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll, we'll keep an eye. I, I think Smith came in a value in the mock, and I think you keep your eye on mock drafts. Uh, what, what round were you able to sneak up and get him? I think that was one the dog got right. I think because yeah. I, I wanted I wanted him right when you grabbed him as well. I think that was probably 12, 13. Steve whatever. Smith was grabbed in the uh, ninth round. Ninth, ninth round, still good. That I'll take that. Ninth, that's, yeah. that's real good. Yeah, um, all right, let's go to number thirty-five, and that's Charles Johnson uh, from out of the league. Well, I guess he got picked up pretty quickly, but uh, an undrafted guy that's moved around a few teams. Actually, maybe the uh, Packers drafted him, but um, went last year from the wide receiver fifth on that team in the depth chart to the number one by the end of the season. Uh, we've, we've said that Norv Turner's already mentioned that there's no question about it that Charles Johnson is the wide receiver number one on that team. Wow, people don't know. He's another guy that we mentioned. People don't even know this guy's name. People don't even know who this guy is. Uh, I had him as a sleeper in the draft kit last year. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's when he was at Cleveland. And then when he got dropped and got, you know, picked up by Minnesota, or he actually got picked up somewhere else first, I think, then dropped, then picked up by Minnesota. It was Kansas City, I think. Yeah, something like that. I, can't, oh, I don't remember. See, they yeah. could have used him. <laughs> yeah. Um, might have been Houston. I don't remember exactly. Well, maybe it was but, yeah. But, I mean, either way, I, I, this guy has all the talent in the world, and finally some team recognized it and started utilizing it. He's got um, big play potential, any. Time he touches that ball, I mean, he's six foot three, runs like the wind. Uh, Good work ethic, trying yeah. to get that money. Probably didn't think he was going to have an NFL career. Now he's tasting it. I have a feeling that this guy this offseason wasn't uh, doing what Patterson probably was doing the season before. Sipping the champagne arrived, in the hot I'm the best. <laughs> I'm the best. I'm an all pro. I'm, I'm this, that, and the other thing. I think he's working his butt off to get that. You're saying Corral was, was spending his uh, his summer on the lakes of Minnetonka, Absolutely. Uh, having his own little tour boats. Yes, I would say so with Latrell <laughs> Sprewell. <laughs> yeah, so a bona fide starter on the opposite side of uh, Mike Wallace. Uh, once Wallace starts shooting off his mouth, uh, saying, "Why are you passing all uh, to Johnson all the time? I deserve more targets." I don't think anybody's going to put up with Wallace's shit anymore. Yeah. Damn. 
Uh, I, I, I really don't. I don't think. That, I think that if Wallace starts mouthing off like that, I think they just take him out. I'm, I'm not kidding. And Johnson starts getting more and more targets. Uh, the, the people aren't going to put up with Wallace anymore. So I, I think it's just up and up and up for uh, Charles Johnson. Even I mean, I, you got Adrian Peterson running that ball. They need to clog the middle, and you know you got him on the outside. That's I just say this about Wallace. You may say that they're not going to put up with it anymore. They absorbed a big contract yeah. to put up with it. So yeah, I don't know why they did that. That was weird. They obviously you don't you don't you don't take that out unless you expect to. Well, they no, needed a field North, stretcher. Yeah, Norm Turner's offense needs yeah. a field stretcher. It always has. Yeah. Remember Malcolm Floyd averaging like what twenty five yards a catch? Yeah, for a while. Well, and Vincent Jackson it was doing the same yeah. thing. Yeah, you know, so that that's what they needed. They couldn't do it with uh, Corderell because because Corderell just couldn't do anything. Um, so they went out and they got somebody, and that's what Wallace is. And Wall, if Wallace isn't going to accept that. Um, and he's going to start mouthing off. They're going to find somebody else to do it. Maybe it's right. Maybe they throw Patterson back in there. But Charles Johnson's going to be the guy there. That's it. That's no brainer for me. I'm he's awesome. awesome to watch. Yes, I went to that Bears game that they played, and he had a pretty nice game. And he's this guy's big out there. He yeah. looks real big. He's kind of a little more of a lumbering looking runner, maybe like a Benjamin or. Uh, but he's this guy is good, man. You you watch it with your well, eyes. He's a four three eight guy. Four three, yeah. yeah, that's that's fast. Four four. Yeah, he's, he's not he looks, no, but he looks. He doesn't yeah. play fast. He doesn't. He, he, but I didn't, I never thought Randy Moss put looked. Those taller guys, they got those long gazelle strides and just don't look fast. Yeah. But that's exactly. Oh, what they look fluid right. when they run, but they don't look like they're blazing. Yeah, exactly. True. All right, let's go to a guy that's a big X factor. Number thirty four. We've got. Uh, beautiful Justin Blackman hasn't been reinstated beautiful? yet. Beautiful, yeah, he's beautiful. <laughs> when he's playing, he's beautiful. That guy is awesome. Blackman is beautiful. If this guy was not had not been suspended for so many games over the last few years, the guy is just a special, other world talent. And I've had him on my team, fantasy team, a bunch. He's a blast. He bites you in the ass, but if he's playing, reinstated, we all agree. He's got Bortles, much better QB than he had the last time he was there a couple of years ago. Uh, well, you know, sky's the limit if he's on the team, Agreed. or if he gets traded to another team. You know, God, imagine that guy getting reinstated and going to a Patriots or going to uh, I don't know what it was, a, a many teams, coming to the Bears, whatever. This guy's special talent. Absolutely, uh, it's it's really the only thing. I mean, we talked about it a little bit already, but the only thing that it is just get him back on the field. Period. Well, the thing is, is, is but again, it is such an X factor that until you know, it, it's. It's really where is he going to go in, in drafts? That's that's yeah. that's the question. You well, know, in ours we like him. He, he's going higher. He, he Doug Maddock took high. him. Doug Maddock took yeah. him in the seventh round. Yeah. So, uh, which it, but it was interesting. It, it, it was strategically a smart move. And when we're starting three wide receivers, he was taken as wide receiver four. Yep. So he doesn't. He's not counted on the start. You can't draft him as anyone that started on the start. But at the same time. With the with the the question mark, are you confident? It depends on how you build your team. To say, are you confident to take him with a seventh round pick, a guy that may or may not play at this at point? This point. Right. In at April, this point. right? I can do that. Correct. <laughs> okay. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. But, uh, I'll tell you. I mean, I mean when he makes the pick, I think he said, "Why not?" Or whatever. Yeah. If if it's July there. and he's not reinstated yet, and they haven't, you know, he hasn't even applied for reinstatement. He's not getting drafted. Yeah. Plain and simple. But at this point, the talk is him coming back. And if he does come back, he's the, he's going to be the number one receiver on that team. Like you said, D-Rex, his talent is off the charts. You, just give me the effing ball and get out of the way. 
It's, it's basically story. what that guy's name. We talk about football with each other so much. We talk about it with our friends so much. This is what we do. So I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, on air, or anything, but a uh, great story about him is scouts from uh, the from Tampa Bay Buccaneers back in the 11 draft when he came out. I guess they sent, while he was down at Oklahoma uh, State, uh, he, they sent a scout to sit at his favorite watering hole. His, there was a bar that he was known to go to on campus a lot, and they basically wanted the scout just to stay there from open to close every day and mark down how many times Justin Blackman would come in. Basically, by the end of the first week, they took him off his board. It, they couldn't even keep count. That guy went into the bar so much. Wow. So the guy's got a drinking problem. Uh, maybe that's another reason why I like him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, He's if, if we're not, yeah, that beautiful man. But uh, <laughs> one thing is the talent was there with production with a crappy quarterback situation. Yeah. He averaged, what, 12 fantasy points uh, with Blaine Gabberts as your quarterback? Oh, or was yeah. that still Chad Henney? I, I'm not exactly sure on the timeline. But either of them. Either of them are not good quarterbacks. The difference between those two are their haircuts. <laughs> yeah, Jack Gabbard much. and Henny. <laughs> Winners. Winning. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Number 33. Uh, that's the number I put on uh, blackjack or uh, roulette. Was my, that's my number. 33. 33? All right. Uh, for Larry Bird and Scottie Pippen. There you go. Uh, Terrence Williams, number 33. Let's go, Houdini. This I, is I, I like Terrence Williams, boy. but he's an interesting guy because... He was he saw a reduction in his amount of yards and targets uh, and receptions from his rookie year to his to his sophomore year, uh, but his touchdowns. This is what he does. He scores touchdowns. He had eight touchdowns on thirty-seven receptions. That's that's and there were some long touchdowns in there. There were right. some big plays. You know, yeah. How many, and he had big he had a big game in that playoffs too. So you know, if you look over the season, he had, he's done, he did well in the postseason last year. So the, the trajectory is looking great. And him. here's where you also have to focus too for for him again is the fact that you had Demarco Murray, who they were running in, uh, everywhere last year, score all uh, all the touchdowns that he was, and he still scored his eight touchdowns. But now they not, don't have DeMarco Murray. We don't know. Are they going to get Adrian Peterson? Maybe, maybe not. Is Melvin Gordon going to be the guy that's going to go there? There's going to come a point in time where he needs to. This is this is going to be a, a telling season for me, for Terrence Williams. You got to take a step up. You can't get 66 targets on the year. You you got to be a hundred target guy. That's the thing. Like I don't know if that he can do that. I don't, I don't know either. If, I don't know if he can get to a hundred targets. I think he might be topped out at about 80 targets for a Terrence Williams. And you know he's got a lot of talent. He's big. He can catch touchdowns. He's fast. He's got Des Bryant taking all the attention away from him. You know, he's got great offensive lines. There's a lot of time. So, I need more from Terrence Williams. That's the problem with owning him. Cole Beasley, over the last six or eight games of the season last year, was targeted more than Terrence Williams. So, So, there's a disconnect for me right now. And I don't know if he's a guy who might end up on my team. But he's a big lottery ticket. I don't, I, you know what? He's one of these guys that I don't think he ends up on your team. And I think the reason is, is because, again, being as touchdown dependent as he was, you know, that's something that you just, you're not going to take in as a guarantee. And again, you're sitting here saying the same thing that I am. I like what he has, but I need to, you, re, you regressed. Show me. Show me. Do something. You got to do a lot more than what you've done. Love it. Number Five games with two or few, uh, two or fewer fancy points, four with, uh, Eleven or more. Yeah, and he's taking the eighth, eighth round of our draft by uh, 
Houdini. Yeah. <laughs> He's your guy. He's definitely your guy. 32, Michael Floyd. Man, he scares me. He just scares me. The guy, I just... Uh, Shouldn't this guy be much better than he is? I just don't know if he's a football player or has the passion or really has the work. I don't know what it is, but he's just... It's, it's, it's all hope with this guy. Uh, yeah, he, he, I'll, just, I'll say a quick thing. I look at him and Terrence Williams, and he gets so many more opportunities than Terrence Williams, but I still do like Terrence Williams more than I like Michael Floyd. Michael Floyd was a guy I reached on last year, and he's one of those other guys that has become... I'm divorcing myself from. Go you ahead, you got to talk about him. Um, Michael Floyd... It did a lot better with Carson Palmer in there. I'll tell you that. And as soon as it got to the, to the Stanton Lindley show, n- nothing, nothing at all. They're going to go back to trying to break out M- Michael Floyd because I'll tell you right now, Aries loves him. All right, that that guy absolutely loves him and he wants him to succeed. So if Palmer can stay healthy, which is a big if, but if he does stay healthy, I definitely see Floyd having a much better season than last year. Um, Definitely more than uh, the 841 yards and most likely more than those six touchdowns. So, if you ask me... Do you think he tops his 2013 season of uh, 1041? 1041 and 5? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. So, you think he's going to be just a straight-up wide receiver 2 that you're getting for a wide receiver 3 price? Yes, I do. Where do you yes, have? Do. do you have him ranked differently than us at, at the moment, or same area? Uh, what in my tiers? Yeah, in your tiers. Um, I, I, I'm on the same plane. I'm liking Michael Floyd and his ability. Just you know, we got to temper your expectations for PPR. He's not going to be more than a 70 catch guy. Uh, maybe tops out at like 75 catches, but he's a big play machine. Um, average 17.9 fantasy points. Uh, or yards per catch, not fantasy points. That'd be a lot of fantasy points. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, just a unique blend of size, girth, and the ability to win. Yeah, I thought you were. I thought you were going in and like you were a unique. It was like a coffee commercial or something for Nescafe, and then you turned it into red light district. It like went on a girth. <laughs> I got him on my ceiling. And I was, I was like, <laughs> but, uh, you and I have him pretty much at the same at the same place in terms of, of tiers, uh, <laughs> in terms of rankings and tiers. And Direction Houdini have him lower. Ah, sounds about right. And you know how it works with me. I you guys influence me well. So if you guys are both high on him and think that he could be a wide receiver too, you know I do know about wide receivers, but I don't I believe it. I can see him inching up. I mean, he's still. Don't believe it. 18 yards of catch. You know, his catch percentage wasn't there, but remember who was throwing him the ball, Exactly. Uh, yeah, with Carson Palmer, had, at the beginning of the season, had 200-yard games in the first three. You know, huh. hard to beat. Yeah, agreed. Let's move on to 31. Jarvis Landry, a guy that I say all the time. I had him on my team last year. Everyone was loving what he's doing, but it, I feel like in PPR, he's a great player, but there's just no yards there. I mean, every catch he's getting is like a six-yard slant, a button hook, an out. And he just doesn't. He, he just is a small guy. He gets goes down after, right after the catch. I I understand that it was his rookie year. You know, obviously they, they they saw the potential in him because he's also a kick returner as well. They're just trying to get him the ball in space. And I think that now he's going to have the whole offseason really to work with Tannehill to learn the playbook better to develop that part of his game more. And then I think you're going to see an uptick in that in that production. You would not have traded away Mike Wallace if you didn't believe in what Jarvis Landry's potential is. 
and obviously liking what he's he is in the locker room better. So you you know he catches everything. I will say that he's the Those only guy that's going to be catches everything. Those catches everything. He turns around on the balls or wherever Tannehill throws it. Who's not the most accurate passer? Jarvis. Catches everything. And think about catches this. on 112 targets is ridiculous. Talk right. about chemistry too, right? Of all the people that are there now, he's the only guy that's actually playing with Tannehill. Wow, that's a good point. The, the thing that really scares me is the four loss fumbles. Like, yeah, but uh, you, you got to understand that was also a couple on the um, returns. That yeah, wasn't, I that know. wasn't just yeah. But so that's looked, a totally different story. He just didn't look sure-handed after. He, I mean, he sure-handed caught the ball, and then once the ball was in his hands, he did not look like. He does not look like an athlete with the ball in his hands. Is no, sort of probably not that. Not really. Small, dude. He, he's definitely gonna be a better PPR guy. Oh yeah, than, PPR, any, than anything PPR else. PPR all day. Uh, all day long. Hundred catches next. One hundred percent. Easily. Don't, don't you think no also that they're gonna do a better job instead of like these little routes that we saw, these little six yards, and then he goes down. That they're gonna actually let him no. have a little bit more <laughs> to catch the ball at 10, 11 yards, you I, know, in stride. And, and I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know either. I think he's gonna be more of that Wes Welker style of. Uh, of, uh, of op- opportunities in the passing attack. Well, then he's going to need to also get a lot tougher because he's going to take a lot of hits in that regard. Remember, well, in our draft Bill Lazier, right? Bill no. Lazier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a Chip Kelly dis- disciple. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're, what they're doing in Miami is pretty much what you know the Eagles want to do mm-hmm. is quick, long, ball control, you know, 13 plays, 5 minutes, things like, like that. Long ball yeah, back, back to that red light district. What is with you, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Quick long balls. Oh, the ball control. Oh, um, All right. Quick question I got for you um, on, on, on the front with uh, this fellow. I, I just lost my train of thought. Yeah. <laughs> in our draft your, kit. Your laser thing. Yeah, in our draft kit. Where on the PPR tab, how many, uh, what Jarvis Landry, how many marks does he get up? On the, in the kit, uh, seven, seven, seven. Oh, twenty, so I twenty, thought, I thought more, but twenty fourth overall wide receiver. Yeah, that 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 puts him into a into a, the wide receiver two category of yeah. twelve yeah. team league. So, yep, absolutely. All right, let's go to the next fella, and it is the new boy in town, Tory Smith. I personally would have liked it if we would have just re-signed Crabtree. Uh, yeah, and all he's reunited with Antoine Bolden. He yeah. Is with yeah, that's the same same wide receiver crew. That's pretty funny. Uh, so what happens with them? Is this? Yeah, they they get to bring their rings with them to San Francisco though. Oh, it's got to hurt. Got to yeah. hurt. So I mean, Torrey Smith's been amazingly consistent in fantasy production. Yeah. Every year he's been in the league, he's scored at least one hundred and thirty fantasy points, and. Topped out last year at 142.7. But every year they've been in this 10-point range to where you know you're going to get 8.5, maybe 9 fantasy points a game. But also, he's done it completely differently every year. Yeah. Last year, he only had 767 receiving yards but 11 touchdowns. Yeah. The year before, it was 1,128 yards and 4 touchdowns. First two years were, I think, the way that he, he kind of is. 49 and 50 receptions, 855, 841. Yeah, he is not the PPR guy. No, he's not a PPR guy. Uh, He's the anti-Jarvis Landry. How how is the connection going to be with Colin Kaepernick? Same. It's it's, it's exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be the same thing with a little less action. I don't see Torrey Smith having... 
Don't you a, a think really that Joe year. Flacco throws a much better deep ball than, than Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, however, uh, Kaepernick extends the play. Yeah. Yeah. And the the Torrey, Smith, Torrey Smith is great at broke down plays. Yeah. That's true. Awesome at broke down plays. He so, just basically turns, he just turns north and goes. starts running. <laughs> yeah. He hopes that the quarterback has enough room between the defender to stop for two seconds and chuck it. So you think Torrey's not going to get 1,000 yards? He'll be. Uh, he's not getting 11 touchdowns, I'll tell you that much. So he's, <laughs> he's going to be. Almost, uh, yeah, it's almost be, a thousand yards and maybe seventy touchdowns. He'll be pretty much one hundred thirty fantasy points. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I need to know. Yeah, one hundred thirty-five fantasy points. That's what I'll get. Right, let's go. But one thing I will say about the the 49ers, and I think this is dog has inspired me a little bit here, and just knowing the 49ers. I think the 49ers, in all honesty, and I, I wouldn't have thought this over the course of the last few months because. I, I don't like what they've been doing. They're going to be a lot better than you think. I, you're right. I mean, the, the, the defense is not going to be the same defense that you remember. Which helps them for fans. But they are going to be a little better than you think. I, think. I agree. I think, I, agree. I think Kaepernick's going to kind of pull it together and be pretty good. I, I really do. I agree. Uh, Dog drafted him. I did. I, I, I was about to take. I was about to take him <laughs> that purpose. pick I, before, and I was like, "He'll come back. He'll come back." Dog took him. Like, yeah, yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you what. First, first of all, all, I kind of knew you were going to take him. Anquan Bolden knows who he's talking about. Okay. Yeah. He went out there to practice the other day, and some quarterback was throwing the ball around. Perfect. He's like, "The frig is this backup quarterback we got? This guy is awesome." Turns out it was Kaepernick. He, his passing has increased. You know, just his mechanics and everything have changed. Completely around, you know. I mean, whether that, I mean, whether whether it really is true or not, I, I haven't seen it yet. I've yet to see him pass. But Bolden knows what he's talking about. When Bolden's saying, "I didn't even know who that was on the field," yeah. the mechanics have changed so much with that guy. I'm, I'm impressed. So, I mean, if he's really done it, oh, that's awesome. You know, these I, guys are staying away. I, mean, I believe it when I see it. Fair eight enough. and eight, nine and seven. Hey, and I'm, I'm not saying much better than that. I'm just saying yeah, they're going. Think, people yeah. think they're going to be like a three-win team now. Yeah, I, um, I, think, that, I think that's. I, I agree with you. Eight and eight, they're going to be maybe a little bit over 500, but I think that's better than what people think. A number 29 is going to be Mike Wallace. Recently traded, we talked about him a number of times. We're talking about him. Isn't this a guy, I think they're based on everything that we've already said, that is a guy that's probably going to be dropping further down. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're going to um, down a little bit. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, you know, and the other thing, too, is because his amazing production last year was because of his 10 touchdowns. He's not going to be a 10-touchdown guy with, with the Minnesota Vikings. He was painful last year, though. I went high on him. I, you know, I was all in on him. He was one of my sleepers that I really thought was going to turn the corner and be sweet. It was a real letdown. Uh, but even those ten touchdowns, it's, a, well, I, it's I, an I, underwhelming start. I was the only one of of us three, uh, us four, um, to actually have Charles Johnson ahead of Mike Wallace in my tears, and I, I kind of didn't understand why you guys. I didn't. left it. That was the one guy I left off my tears. Was who? Charles Johnson. Yeah. I left off. I left him off my tears, and I drafted him in our draft. And I was I was thinking about it, and I was going through depth charts. And I was like, Where's, "How did I not put well, Charles Johnson?" And I drafted him pretty high. My yeah. he's my wide receiver. In the mock three, draft, so though, I left him off. That's probably the reason because he I would have him higher than Wallace, no question. It was yeah. called a recalculation on my part because in the mock draft I had Mike Wallace. I got Mike Wallace way too high, and I and I had him. I I, I saw <laughs> I saw so many receivers that I was letting go, and I just let Wallace sit there. I'm like I. I, I don't know. I don't want him. It's yeah. like, yeah. It's, it, it's, that's the, the cause of, of reevaluation. Is that you do these mock drafts and you sit there and you go, man, no. He's moving down 20 spots. For it's me. April. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's good. And that's, again, that's the reason why we're doing the mock draft. And that's the reason why we're going to do a mock draft for each update of the draft kit. Um, 
What do you got? Well, however, one of the things he does have going for him uh, this this season in Minnesota is AP coming back. If, assuming AP get, comes yeah. back to, to Minnesota, that helps because that draws the safeties in. And if you start sending Wallace deep and he starts getting to use his speed a little bit more, he'll find himself open out there. And Bridgewater has some mobility, a little bit of mobility enough to keep it, uh, keep the play going and get him open for some plays. He'll have some big games, but he'll have some duds as well. He's not going to be a high-volume guy by any means, but he could surprise a little bit. I still think I like Charles Johnson more than him. I think, I think that I like Mike Wallace more than I like Charles Johnson. I think I'm going to put, I put him up there. The reason is, I think Teddy B can throw it deep a lot better than Tannehill can. And I think we're going to get more of the Pittsburgh Mike Wallace to where they just let the man run, let him fly. And, you know, he's going to maybe average 17 and a half yards a catch. And on his 50 or 60 catches, and he's going to score some deep ones. And Hey, listen, I hope you're right. I, I, I signed him after his second year in Pittsburgh in, in, in one of my uh, dynasty leagues to, like, a super long-term contract <laughs> that I've been, I've been, like, just having to deal with him for all these years. So, please, let's have that happen. Awesome. I like it. Number 28, Roddy, Roddy White. What uh, I you know we talked about the wide receivers getting a ton of passes from Ryan. I think White. It's shocking how old he is. He's thirty four years old, but he's a gamer. I still like him. I think he's a, a wily vet that's gonna in that offense with that situation. If he gets sixteen games, he's gonna and again he's go, he's gonna go late. He you're getting him at a good value finally after maybe you did last year Absolutely. too. He's he goes later now. He is a wily vet, but the, the, the thing, the age worries you, and the fact that he has really been dinged up over the yeah. last two seasons. You know, this is just one of those things where sometimes you may have all the guile and everything in the world, but the body just, just kind of craps out on you. And sure. it, it kind of has that look to me that he's doing it all mostly now through cutting and guile, and the body is just not what it was, and I worry... That's why I really am still behind Julio Jones this year, uh, because I just don't think Roddy is at that point where they were when they were both really at top of their games. Roddy's really just kind of slipped off in my mind. L- he's L- a guy that at this point I just say I, I agree with where he's kind of situated here, but I have a hard time wanting to draft that that older guy at this point on my team. Look at looking at his numbers last year and. Probably the de- potential of a bit of decline. What do you have? 80, for, 80 catches and for... 921 and 7. 921 and 7, which is pretty darn good, to yeah. be quite honest. Um, would you take him in the 8th round? Did I take him in the 8th round? I, I, I did. <laughs> I got him in the 8th round, and I'm telling you that I would take him in the 8th round all day long. He's my wide receiver 4. I'll take, I'll, I'll, no, I'll there you go. Wide receiver 4, but... Where he's situated here for some people. We're talking rank number 29. You may be a team that went running back, running back, and now you're sitting here looking to fill your wide receiver two. And uh, now that he becomes your wide receiver two. I don't yeah, like that. Yeah, that. that would bother me. I'm not yeah. looking at the game log, but one thing I can say, he, he I think he had a, a good very end of the season last year, right? I think he closed it out on a high note. He did after, close it out. Uh, after a real bad first 10 games or something, he closed it out pretty strong. They got rid of Harry Douglas, so while the body, I agree with you, he's getting older, they must not be seeing that or they would have kept Harry, my ball, my Harry Balls Douglas around. Um, so, who's to know? Is a team like well, that? Well, they know something about Harry Douglas's balls that you don't. Fair enough. I hope they I do. I bet you Stags knows. About 
Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I got a question for you. Who do you think scored more fantasy points? Well, obviously, that you're going to know the answer, but who scored more fantasy points last year, Julian Edelman or, or Roddy White? I would say right, like, Roddy White, because Julian Edelman in, in non-PPR wasn't scoring all that much. Yeah, I mean, it, it was Roddy. I mean, everybody talks about Edelman. And 26 I mean, and 27, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who was 28? Tory Smith. No. Oh, Tory Smith's 29. No. Oh, he's 18. <laughs> no. he's, he's 19. Wallace is 18. 28, 28 was Jack. Stag party to photographic memory. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta look at it. <laughs> um, okay, well, Robbie, let's see. They could they could draft a uh, wide receiver, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, not no, not, not sure. super early, but first three rounds, and the draft is deep for wide receivers. So. That's a good position to draft. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, let's go to the next guy you were just talking to. Number, talking about, number 27, Julian Edelman. Uh, right next to each other here in our in our, in our tiers, or our uh, wide receiver rankings as well. Edelman, obviously had his best season, uh, actually... No, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. the season before was his, was his was. last season. You're right. But he didn't play the full season. Right, two, two games last, uh, basically three almost. He he would have had a career year if not for that concussion. Uh, I like it. The things he did in the Super Bowl to make Seattle look, you know, stupid was fun. I loved yeah. every minute of He's it. He's still <laughs> drunk from the Super Bowl <laughs> celebrations. Like that guy's. That guy, that guy is having the best offseason in the world. He got some money. Hopefully, he's working hard to get another championship and even just prolong his career. He's got that work ethic. He's got, you know, who knows? Maybe they're going to start doing those uh, trick plays a little bit more like they did in the playoffs because he was an ex quarterback. No. Well, but, but, no. No. Belichick saves those. It's, what it is is he's, he does. He's, 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 he's established his niche in this offense. So you saw at the end on those, on those quick outs and things like that, especially in the red zone, that's where he becomes now potentially more effective because. Everyone knows that Gronkowski is the guy that you're going to have to double anytime you're in the red zone. But it, Edelman is ridiculously hard to cover when he gives you those shake and bake moves. A scout said, and it might, Charlie Casterly said this on the NFL, uh, or maybe it's yeah on NFL Network, that he said that uh, one scout told him that he's the hardest cover, he's the hardest wide receiver to cover in the entire league. Holy shit! What Tim happened? Tebow to sign with the Eagles on Monday. Tebow, and that's a swear. Yeah, yes, but that, 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 was, swear, jar. that was much needed. <laughs> yes. He's so wow. Wow. He just brings too much commotion with him. I don't wow. know why they're doing wow. that. It's Chip Kelly. Chip. He, he, he loves, loves it all. Now, here's the thing, though. If you draft Sam Bradford, you probably got to draft Tebow. But didn't no, they, you're but still they, drafting they still, Sanchez. They still have Sanchez, right? I know. It's a, you know what? It's it's a body in camp, and I guarantee you, it's more to just show something about a running quarterback to the defense. Maybe, yeah. you know, what he does is just what they're going to show in camp. I don't know. He's not legit. They'll keep him on the practice squad. Anything. Maybe there. To the but he's going to be the RG three uh, stand-in. Is that what we're going mm-hmm. with? Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Julian Edelman. Last thing I'll say on him. How many running the quarterbacks con- are the uh, are the Eagles playing this year? <laughs> We talked about confidence and how, how that can help propel your game. There's no doubt about it. That guy is as confident as ever. Feels like he belongs in the league. Julian Edelman, while he won't be on my team probably because I did have him this year and it's underwhelming while not in PPR, and I think he'll go a lot higher because people remember that Super Bowl and his name's there and he's just going to be gone. But, but I do but love not, him as a player. But he's not, the heart. He's, he's not a 1,400-yard no, year receiver. Right? Yeah, he's, he's a barely thousand. even a 1,000. A 1,000, yeah. maybe. 
900 to 1,000 and a couple touchdowns. But he's PPR because he's going to get those volumes of catches. PPR, but 100-yard game last year? Yeah. Mm. Wow. That's crazy. That's the that's the Julian Edelman I remember yes. start, in my starting right. lineup for about eight or nine weeks. Exactly. Um, all right, Jeremy Macklin. Uh, Dog said on our video, and I'd like you guys to go and check out uh, our video from last week that I posted up on the site, I think on Friday night, where you're actually going to have to go to the video because our final <laughs> ten guys, we're not going to redo one through ten here. We're going to have you go and watch this video uh, it's on my our face. It's on our website, and uh, what Dog says there is like, why did Macklin? Okay, we know the Cobb. Actually, I'm gonna let you watch the video. I'm not gonna say anything about it. Watch the video because Dog has a couple good points about this man in in it. Uh, and uh, Macklin, uh, you know, what's the thing? I think he's gonna be pretty good. I think that Alex Smith will get a lot better, but he's a guy like this. No matter, it's he, tough to love him. He man. has great talent. Last year was the mo- the first year that he really showed all of his talent. But based on what he did last year, no one that listens to us should have him on your team because you let somebody else overdraft him, and there's going to be a major drop in production going from Chip Kelly's offense to Alex Smith-led offense. If, if you weren't sent to Chicago as a wide receiver for your career to die, you were sent over to Kansas City. <laughs> because, I'm sorry... Macklin, it's the biggest discrepancy of any one player in our entire tiers. I have him down at 41, and I'll use this word. I'll shit you not on that one. He he deserves to be there, okay? He he does not deserve to be up in those 20s. He is in a Kansas City offense where you can't... How many touchdowns do you really think he's going to get? Four to six at the most. There you go. That's the most he's going to get, four to six. Do you really think he's going to get 1,200 yards, 1,100 yards? 700 to 900 yards, If he's anywhere close to your wide receiver two, even wide receiver three range is very iffy for me. Um, I just just can't see it. It's a Kansas City offense. This is a good good point you say uh, about uh, wide receivers going to die. Who's Who's the best wide receiver in the history of the Chiefs? I can't even think of like a Tony Gonzalez. Who's the best wide receiver this franchise ever had? Is it Dante Dwayne Hall? Bell? Dante Hall? Yeah, he had one good season. No, it was, that was I, I know, I know. Phone page. Yeah. Stephen Page, maybe. Uh, God, I don't isn't that crazy? I mean, somebody Google Dwayne Bow. It's got to be Dwayne Bow. Got to be Dwayne I mean, Bow had that best season. But I mean, can you think that? I'll, I can't think Carlos Carson back in the late yeah. '80s. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I can't maybe. think. I can't think of anybody that they've really ever had that was good. Anyway, I just sounds like the Bears. Thought I thought I'd put that out until there. Marshall and you Jeffrey. Know, I mean, it's. I guess it, this is a Kansas City offense. You really want to be starting. Uh, a Dwayne Bowe is the, the the and then you got Henry Marshall. Yeah, Henry Marshall. Uh, Otis Taylor, Chris Buford, Stephon Page. This is the list. Kimball Anders. That was not even a wide receiver. Uh, Eddie Kennison. Never Eddie Kennison. Kennison. Of course. But. Okay, but didn't Kennison do his damage on when he was on the Rams? Well, well yeah, but I he had he, he had five thousand five thousand two hundred and thirty receiving guys. Let's put it this way. Dwayne Bowe with 7,155 is their second all-time. This is including tight ends because Tony yeah. Gonzalez yeah. had over 10,000. And then, it's yeah, it's, it's not it's good. It's bleak. Anyway, I think uh, you know, the one thing I remember with Macklin, and it goes to Jair's point, or Dogmatic's point, sorry, uh, 
the dude had his first ever thousand yard season last year. It's not like this guy's been coming off a slew of five straight thousand yard seasons, and now he's going to a terrible wide receiver. And he group. did it. In he's an a great offense. player, but he's just yeah. And that and offense, he did it in an offense him. built to you know tailor to a hundred a thousand yards. The thing team. is, you know Andy Reid connection, and he was doing fairly well on a per game basis, you know with Andy Reid. Uh, he never put up the thousand yard seasons because he couldn't stay healthy. He always, what do you have? Maybe one full season where he finished with like 800, 900 yards, and the rest he just missed. 964 with 10 touchdowns. So, do I think he has a chance of 10 touchdowns? No. But I think he could be a solid, you know, 1,100 yard receiver with five or so touchdowns. And as a wide receiver, three, I'm willing to take a gamble. But I, I will immediately, the next round, take another wide receiver in case he flounders. Because it's a big lottery ticket. See, but then, then you but guarantee me that he's going to make it 16 games. Yeah, well, that's the problem. Yeah. Too, if you, if you say you're going to take him and then you're going to take another wide receiver after, that's, that's a waste of time. That's, that's, and then why, why, yeah, why have to hedge yourself? I agree with that. Uh, next guy, number it's 25. wide receiver three. You're doing that anyways. You, I, you count on your wide receiver one and two pretty much on a week-in and week-out basis. Your wide receiver draft three. tight end in the first round. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Learn my lesson. Uh, 25. Andre Johnson. Man, this even feels a little low for him. I think he's going to have a great season this year. Uh, obviously, he left the Texans. Now he's with Mr. Luck. What? 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 Could, could we let Dog sniff his jack for a minute? Yeah, go for it. Uh, I have him a lot higher than all you guys. I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think I have him at I have an eight. I have him at eighteen right now. All right. It, if. You look at what they wanted Reggie Wayne to do and what he did two years before that. Andre Johnson's going to outdo all of that. Okay, This guy, first of all, he's not Reggie Wayne. He's not six foot with not a lot of speed. He's still faster than Reggie Wayne is at this point. He's got incredible hands. He's still a, a big receiver. Um, he was never a touchdown guy in Houston, but who's to say he's not going to catch his first Double-digit touchdowns here in Indy. Just because he wasn't in Houston doesn't mean he isn't going to be here. I agree. I expect. I agree the same you thing. You know, this is me. Indy we're talking about. <laughs> you, you remember when, when they got rid when they got rid of uh, uh, Mr. Pick Six, uh, the Texans, and sent him to Oakland? It's, he did get signed by the uh, by the Falcons, but let's be honest, that guy stunk. That's who friggin' Andre Johnson had to catch passes from his whole career. Uh, yeah, why I mean, am I spacing this guy's name? Matt Shaw. Thank sure. you. Yeah. I mean, uh, you Count can't Chocula. say that somebody's going to be the same that in one place that he will be at the next. Because uh, that's, that's saying that Jeremy Macklin's a top ten receiver this year. Because he's not. It's a, <laughs> you know, it's a whole different situation. Um, he's not going to catch the, the touchdowns and, and all that sort of stuff this year. It's, it's a totally different situation. Andre Johnson has incredible opportunity to put up and I, I, don't, I can't believe I'm, I'm going to say this, but possibly career numbers. In, in in this indie offense, because this indie offense is going to be insane next year, I insane. I, I I like your enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I agree. Um, I I look at it this way: he'll be thirty four years old. Um, yeah, he's only two seasons removed from fourteen hundred yards, and the year before that, almost just under sixteen hundred yards. Mm-hmm. Um, I I look at though. When the wheels fall off on guys, it can fall off quick. And I looked at, you know, I look at him last year. I just, I, you didn't see as much of any of that burst that I had seen before. I definitely believe that he'll get a rejuvenation going to Indianapolis. Um, but at the same time, it's one of those things where I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm not as sold. I have a harder time 
especially drafting at that high of a position, a player of his age. It's, it, that's a concern, too, because you're saying, okay, I'm going to trust him as a wide receiver to trot him out there every week. Um, and I know that he's, he's, he has stayed healthy over the, over the last few seasons, but again, that age factor, the fact that you do have young Dante Moncrief, you do have T.Y. Hilton, who is in the ultimate now of his prime, of his career, and he's all, automatically, Johnson is going to give him added protection that he has not had since two years ago with Reggie Wayne. I love the way those guys compliment each other, though. Um, Ty and him, I love that a yeah. lot. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm all in on him. You know, my thought is this: I think he's that last guy in the wide receiver two zone where I think it drops drastically. When I, I took him in our mock, and it was like I was looking, I was like, damn, if I don't take, the, I had the oldest wide receiver crew in the world on that team, and I, I you know I didn't want to take another old wide receiver, but I was just looking, I'm like, man, I'm gonna be. It's going to be pretty bleak if I don't grab him. So I like him. I still I like him as the, the the lowest level of the wide receiver twos that I can go in on a weekly basis and feel like I can go to battle and, and get some really big games, some explosion games, get the consistency. And I think we all agree that with luck, he should be getting some more touchdowns. He's never been a double digit touchdown guy. Yeah, and that, I mean, never even had a, a quarterback that's a fourth. That's as true. Good as, I know. As, I as understand. Luck. I believe yeah. me. Yeah. I guess I guess a lot of that will happen. I just wish you would I have, wish done you would have been there. Last, last contract. I wish you would have been there when he was 30. Yeah. I wish he was 30 years old right now. And, and then I'll tell you what, probably top 10. Yeah, and we'll but see what Moncrief and tight ends. How they at 30 years things. old or 28, 29 years old, top 5. In an Andrew Luck offense, if you're putting T.Y. Hilton that far up, yeah. you know, or in top 10 or whatever, he's definitely top 5. I mean, this. you got to remember, Andre Johnson is one of the most talented receivers ever to be in the game. Oh, yeah, I mean, he's going to put up numbers, Hall of Famer yeah. numbers. I mean, nice. Wow. That's what you're talking about, guys. He's a guy that, as you said, and I agree. It, it's the thing is, he's got the potential because he's a guy that puts up more than a few times 1,400 plus yard seasons. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. Uh, ranked 24th is Brandon LaFell, um, a guy who's never had a thousand yard season. <laughs> yeah, well, probably would have topped it last season had he actually played in those what first five games. Or first three games where they said, hey, Brandon LaFell, just go out there and block. <laughs> I've never understood that one, but whatever. They're the Super Bowl champions. I can't talk bad. <laughs> I'll say this, though. I look at where I would definitely, I think in my mind, though, I think I would take Andre Johnson ahead yeah. of Brandon LaFell. I, I, I made that distinguish. Uh, I just did that in my head, too. Yeah, because you, you sit here and you look, it's like, what are you projecting for Brandon LaFell? This is a guy that, that you know, they've always kept saying, oh, he's going to be this. Well, he hasn't done it. You know, and you're in another offense that, that there are plenty of mouths to feed in New England, and you're counting on touchdown production, but uh, hello, uh, you know, Gronkowski gets a lot of touchdown receptions out there. So I mean, didn't he finish, what, 21th among... Uh, 21th? <laughs> among yeah. wide receivers last season, so... 20, 22nd. Second, twenty tooth. There we go. You know, a guy like LaFell is on a team with Brady, who likes there's 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 something that they do there. They one dog's been saying it for years in this podcast. Whatever you think they're gonna do is what they don't. So mm-hmm. if we think that LaFell's the wide receiver number one, they don't use it to that his his <laughs> to that effect. They use they try and mess with the defense, and then secondly, Brady. Picks a new buddy every week. 
Remember there was a good couple runs where LaFell was hot, and you're like, yes, LaFell, two years ago, Ken Brown Tompkins, three. There's, it's, he always gets a, a, it's like he gets a, a new buddy for that week, and he's just like, I'm going to make sure you can get a couple more years of salary for what you were going to do. Mm-hmm. But then the next week, it's someone totally different. Mm-hmm. How can that help any of these wide receivers on the uh, the Patriots? So that's why I'm kind of scared. I'll probably stay away from altogether except for a late-round flyer on an Amendola, just in case Edelman goes down. Those are the type of teams you love having the quarterback because he's got all the weapons, yeah. but you don't want any of the weapons because you don't know who the quarterback's going to throw the ball to. Exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, I like him because I think he's got double-digit touchdown potential. What do you have, eight or nine? Seven. Like, seven. Okay, seven last season. Uh yeah, it seemed like he's just coming on stronger and stronger. And if you project, like, taking out those first three games, like, he would have, like, 1,100 or something yards and, like, close to 10 touchdowns. Yeah, so, but, I mean... I do agree that it's just... Watch him play. It's Bill Belichick, and I don't want to be Belichick. Not special. He's not special. No, he's not a guy that, that you... Here's how you, here's how I can define the, what you're saying, especially not special. When do you remember, just on a drive... It goes LaFell, 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 LaFell. And then they come back next week to LaFell, LaFell. What did he do in the Super Bowl? He had a good he had a touchdown. Yep. He didn't have a big game. Um, but another thing to think about. Remember what we said about Cam Newton for years? Oh, they just got to get him a wide receiver. Steve Smith's getting old. They, they got the shit. And then all of a sudden he gets traded or gets signed by the Patriots. And now he's a good wide receiver. <laughs> He's yeah. not that good. Right. It's situational. I'm, I'm going to stay away from him. Let's go to number 23, Martavis Bryant. Uh, you guys all, I, I mean, I, I'm not as high on him as you guys are. You guys all love him. Uh, take it away. Well, I, again, how could you not love what's going on in the offense of Pittsburgh right now? It has become a very awesome production for fantasy points out of every position there. Yeah. So you look at the fact that he's got the ultimate protection in Antonio Brown uh, on the one side, but he does the one thing that Antonio Brown really doesn't. He's to take the top off. The defense, and he is a guy that has ridiculous talent across the board. That I, you know, I, I just was drooling over his stats last year when we were talking about all the rookies and what a value he was going to be. And he shot himself past Marcus Wheaton. So you have a guy that probably the best quarterback in the league at throwing the deep ball who can extend plays in Ben Roethlisberger. All it does is benefit Martavis Bryant. How many how many wide receivers do you think average double digit? Fantasy points per game last year, probably sixteen. Like, but uh, the answer the answer is seventeen. You were close enough. Oh, not, uh, <laughs> Mar- Martavis Bryant up. was one of them. Yeah, yeah. But that was seventeen. He didn't play in like the first five games, right? Yeah, he no, played ten games. Yeah. No, no, oh. he, no. It was well, ten. He didn't games. play. Yeah. Yeah, didn't play. He played ten games. He averaged over double digit points for ten pa- games. That's incredible. Once he passed uh, Wheaton, yeah. he, he never was, actually passed Wheaton. But he Let's was a once he once he became that that Roethlisberger. Once he guy. got on the field, so, here's the thing. Yeah, that, that's he was still he was still the wide receiver three in terms of snap count. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, he played incredibly low number of snaps, like thirty three percent of the team's snaps. Only had forty eight targets on the season with only twenty six receptions. So Jesus, but still in the playoffs, much. yeah, ninety five percent of the team's snaps. Yeah, so. He's now officially past Marcus yes. Wheaton. Now he is officially past Marcus Wheaton. Uh, so I don't, I don't know though. Is he gonna get a hundred targets? What's he taking away from Wheaton? What's he taking away from Heath? What's he taking away from Antonio Brown? I think he's maybe gonna be an eighty kind of 
you know, target guy with maybe like 50 catches, but that could go for like a thousand yards and 12 well, touchdowns. Well, you, know, you know how many targets he had in the wild card game? Nine. Yeah. Nine, See, nine targets, five about, catches, two, 61 like, yards, and a touchdown. With their defense yeah, struggling the way that their defense is going to be, and once Le'Veon Bell, depending on what his suspension ends up being, when he's back and you have the play-action ability, he's and he scores touchdowns, eight touchdowns on 26 receptions. The thing is, Playmaker. he also, he also scores yeah. touchdowns in the red zone. Right. Antonio Brown's not the greatest in the red zone. They they do that quick out and you know quick slants and stuff like that. But when they needed it, and there was times when Pittsburgh could not score early last season, and then there was a time when it's like, all right, Martavis, you know, get out there, and then they just chucked it up to him and he took it down. Granted, there's going to be a couple games, few games during the year where yeah. he's going to do nothing. There's goose no doubt. Eggs. Goose like, eggs. He's got or it's goose all Bell or... and all Brown. That's fine. But Bell's not going to be there for the first three weeks as of now, and maybe maybe it's only two weeks. But when he, Bell's not in there or Bell's not wor- you know getting all the work or something, Bryant's going to be the, one of the guys they look to quite a bit. It showed in the playoff game. Nine targets. He had a touchdown. When they needed him, when Bell wasn't there, they went to him. Number 22, uh, Victor Cruz. I love Martavis Bryant. What round did you guys just sold me? You guys just sold me. What round did he go in draft? I drafted him uh, at the. I remember yelling many obscenities. Six rounds. Yeah, the second you did. I would love my favorite. That was at the the beginning of the sixth round. Nice. Well, I I like the the effectiveness in the short amount of time and the fact that now he's going to be getting all those snaps. That, uh, that that sells me. Uh, Victor Cruz, we don't know if he's going to start day one, but he's ranked for us collectively at number 22 for wide receivers. Uh, what, is there I think any Cruz new news is, coming out? I think Cruz is going to trend down a little bit to where he ends up probably ranked around 30th. I think that it's... At this point right now, because the expectations of him coming back, he's, he's higher. And especially since that Giants offense is really going through the roof at this point. But over the next couple of months, they're gonna, people are going to realize, wait, Cruz isn't even back yet. He's not even on the field practicing yet. Okay, He's not over that injury yet, and he's, he's going to trend down. As soon as he get back, gets back on the field and is practicing with the team in June or July, then he'll go back up. He's going to go through a bit of a swing here. But at this point right now, anticipating him coming back and knowing what that Giants offense is doing, this is where he deserves to be. But we'll see what happens with him over the summer when he comes back, if he comes back, and if he comes back looking healthy. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, the thing is, can't, the this thing is just all anticipatory. Spe- yeah, yeah. Speculation. The thing is, they're talking about how bad this injury is. And everything I've read on it is just terrible, terrible news. It's worse than an ACL. Yeah, players not coming back the same. Players coming back like shells of their former selves. Yeah. So, Victor Cruz might be a guy for me that... I, I try to avoid next season, yeah. but give him that. Give him a year to get healthy. The thing then, is, then he's valued the following year. He's he's done what fifteen hundred yard seasons, oh, he's, and you know he's got double digit. He's got long touchdown potential, and he can catch eighty to hundred passes, and his potential is just crazy. And what is he probably going to end up in the slot? Uh, yeah, on three wide receiver sets. Yep, and you know in the slot. Oh my God, that guy can make moves. Oh my, 
Uh, it's, it's, the guy's unreal to watch, I'll tell you that. He's one of the most fun players to watch. I don't know what it is about him. It's, it's not like he's incredibly big or incredibly fast, he's not but he's just got quicks. Yeah. And his moves in the open field are awesome, fun to watch. And then I hope he comes back. I yeah. hope it's good. Yep. Deshaun right. Jackson, number 21. Uh, what an exciting deep play receiver. The, yeah. the, uh, and I, still, I think he's the best deep play receiver in the game. And, and they know it's coming, and he still does it. Yep. Like, he's, every game. Like, against the Eagles. So like, what do you do against the Eagles? Oh, just a butcher. Whoosh, whoosh, so fast. Whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he's coming off a, a, you know, a, 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 an 1,169-yard season. We know that that's with terrible quarterbacking. So if they can pull it together at all and RG3 can wake up, the second year with Gruden. I mean, what's not to like? If he's able to put up those numbers with, with six TDs in that terrible, terrible season, then unless all of a sudden, like we talked about earlier, Garcon starts getting all you know a ton of action again, and it's like two years ago, you got to think that Deshaun Jackson, his numbers, that he's going to be able to hit that again, if not do better. Uh, he was one of the guys I was just mentioning who averaged double-digit fantasy points a game. Uh, there's not a lot of them. And he's done it for a couple years in a row now. He did it for a couple years earlier in his career as well. Um, the potential is there. Uh, I mean, is he a, ever going to be a wide receiver? One, no. But he's a wide receiver, too. Um, he deserves that, to be did right that, Did you get that mosquito? Yeah, I, don't, I didn't want to get bit in the middle of the podcast. That would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> he's a wide receiver, too. He deserves to be right here, um, even next year. Uh, I don't know exactly what's going to happen with Garcon and what's going to happen with that offense next year um, with RG3 if he, you know, healthy and they stick with him, whatever. But this is where it deserves to be. And that's also, what, that's Jordan Reed's healthy. That helps him, I think. I mean, it eats into maybe some of his production, but it helps open some of those bigger plays down down the field because they're going to have to take. He's the only guy that ever usually pr- protects uh, the defense against the Deshaun Jackson's the safety. If you got Jordan Reed playing and making some making some noise. That safety's not going to be able to get as many plays on Deshaun Jackson. Uh, let's go to... Miss, what's that? Number 20. Number 20, Brandon Marshall. Lowest he's probably ever been ranked in the beginning of a season. Absolutely. Um, I'm kind of starting to like... I kind of like him. I don't know why. Just because I think the value's there. If and I, I could don't swear, think he's gonna be a I'd have one word for Brandon Marshall. And then it'd be like, Blake, you, Brandon Marshall, and that's it. <laughs> he's cra- he's crazy. It, his 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 uh, charm hey, in Chicago fight, fight wore off real quickly. <laughs> fight you want, you want to fight? <laughs> <laughs> hey hey guy on Twitter, you want to fight? <laughs> he's crazy, dude. Um, anyway, Brandon Marshall, what do you what do you think about him? I know you've been a big fan and proponent of Brandon throughout his career. Let's just quickly say what we think, and then we'll move on to number nineteen. Being on the Jets um, is not going to help. Uh, he's not going to put up numbers that you're used to seeing in his career. Uh, that's just a just just a fact. I think he has Miami like numbers. Back remember back when he played Miami and put up like what thousand yards and six touchdowns. Yeah, and you know eighty catches or something. I think that's going to be Brandon Marshall. Uh, you know, like Stevie Johnson like numbers where he got like 179 targets in Chan Gailey's system. Yeah. Get 150 targets, but I, I still think it's going to be like 80 catches, a thousand yards, six to eight TDs. What do you think? I I, I just don't like it in New York. Uh, 
I think that it, there's also the potential for a lot of added drama and everything with uh, him. Is he still doing the Showtime show? Because it is I'm right sure. there now. He doesn't have to fly to do it. Actually, I don't, I, don't think, I don't think he is. Okay, you know, he wouldn't have to fly anywhere though. Right, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. So, but he, you know, him with the, I don't see the Jets being a very good team, and he's a guy that is not a very good. Uh, he's never right, been on a playoff team, team. Yeah. and there's a reason for it because he just gets so frustrated, and then I think the frustrations are going to be very high with this team. It's unacceptable. Well, I think that's a good call. Number nineteen, Sammy Watkins. Uh, news came out last week that he had had off-season hip surgery. I think it was just cleaning some stuff out. It shouldn't be a big deal. Uh, you guys think the upswing on the sophomore year is going to be substantial? Uh, is he going to be worth the fourth overall pick uh, from last year's draft? What are your thoughts? I like Sammy Watkins. I think he's got amazing potential. I think they've done a lot of things to help him. I think getting LaShawn McCoy there helps him. I think that, you know, Percy Harvin, as wacky and weird as he is, I think helps him because I think we all agree it's just wacky and weird, and it's just going to be used to kind of use more as a decoy. And Sammy Watkins is your true—he's a baller. So you know, I—I I, I wish that he had a, a stronger situation at quarterback, uh, but I still think that he has the ability to make plays and get once he gets the ball in his hand, he's so dangerous. Um, this is a situation where, and I understand what you're saying with certain things, uh, certain players. Being added to the team help certain guys. At this point, I think there's too many mouths to feed. You got to throw Charles Clay into that mix too, yeah. you know, because I mean it was Scott Chandler last year. Clay is better, uh, plain and simple, and and will get some targets. Harvin will be used in many different types of situations. Um, but don't the you think that his skill set is still such a? I mean, amongst all the other receivers that they have on that team, it's better. Yeah, it's, he's definitely it's, the best wide receiver on that team. Right. Yeah, no doubt. But the, the quarterback situation and who is the quarterback there right now? Matt Castle. Jeez. Yeah, Castle or or, or Emmanuel or, or Emmanuel. Or, yeah, I mean it's a bit of bad. It's, it's not a very good situation there. I mean, do his do his numbers improve slightly? Sure. Yeah, I think they improve slightly. How many, how many targets did he have last season? One hundred twenty. One hundred twenty-eight. That doesn't seem like an excessive amount. You know, it, only had fifty-six catches. I know. I know. But the targets, the target volume of 128, it's not like you got 179 targets where it's like, oh, those are coming down. Uh, 128 targets seems like a reasonable number that he could do it again. His catch percentage probably goes up a little bit, mm -hmm. but I don't know if he's going to make as many big plays. I mean, I, I guess... It's Look, he only scored six touchdowns as a rookie. I, that's, that's a big number. Which is a good number. I, For I, anybody on the Bills, I'm, it's not Odell Beckham Jr., 12 or whatever he had, but solid, solid, solid rookie season. I, I kind of am leaning towards what uh, Dogmatic is saying, though, as well. You got Clay there now. Who was their title last year? Chandler, yeah. who always outperformed. It's a lot. There's a lot of targets that need to go to Clay. They paid him. Uh, the, well, I do agree with you that, uh, that McCoy definitely helps him. He also gets a lot of passes. So it, that's more targets there that McCoy's getting in the passing game uh, as well. I think agree. It helps him in the running game, opens things up, especially on days that McCoy has big games. But I think there's a, you got Harvin. Now there's just a lot of a lot of miles to feed. Harvin, and, you get weary talking about. You just don't Woods. have a quarterback. Yeah, and, if it was Andrew Luck that was behind, that was throwing these things, I'm happy with it. But it's Cassell or um, Manuel. So. Little bit, little bit frightening to, to it's go just, into. It's all about the QB situation because the guy's uber talented. Uh, I wish he was in a better 
system, and that's it. Well, the other good news that he has for him, too, is that the Bills have an outstanding defense, which means that they should uh, be able to get the ball back to their offense pretty quickly after their offense has plenty of three and outs. Yeah. Bills have a tough respective <laughs> schedule. They're, they're at 20th. Well, let's talk about another guy who's coming into his sophomore season that was a rookie last year that does have a great situation at quarterback. That's why he's higher than Watkins. I think if these roles were reversed and Watkins was the guy that was on the Saints instead of Brandon Cooks, he might even be, you know, top ten. Yeah, uh, I'd put him top ten. Yeah. So <laughs> this guy's got a situation. Yeah. Uh, Still's gone. Jimmy Graham gone. Where's the ball going? We talked about Marquise earlier. Uh, Hill. I mean, the ball is this guy's a bona fide target machine this year. And uh, he's a stud. You do also think about this though with, with Brandon Cooks. You, you, we talk about the uh, all the, the the targets that um, Sammy Watkins got 128 with 56 receptions. Here's a guy Cooks 69 targets, 53 receptions. Uh, That's efficiency. And I think when Catch he went down percentage that and when he went down with his injury, he I think I'm pretty sure he had the most catches of any uh, rookie at that yeah. point. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I fun. think he was like top five in the league when he yeah, got yeah, it. Was, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty impressive. So there's volume there. We know we like targets, touches, and looks. We know we like the offense of the Saints. While it is going to change, still, it's, it's just it's, it's his. This, yeah. the, the world is his oyster. And look year. at the growth, too, because they were doing a lot of things with him last year where he was getting short passes thrown his way. He's going to start seeing. Yeah, know, he's going to get the shorts and the longs right. that went to Stills. Uh, they're still going to run him a little bit. They said they're going to move him to the outside on some more plays and let him play on the outside and not just in the slot. And they're going to move him around. So this guy... You know, playbook opens up for him. Playbook is open. I, I like it a lot. Like I do too. I think he's going to be a superstar starting this year. I think I thought it was last year. I've lost bets. I owe you guys money. My bad. Uh, but I think you will be a household name uh, this season. And uh, it's it starts it starts as soon as the season starts. I'd like to see him hit a growth spurt. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah, he had three inches on that guy. I think he's a, a bona fide uh, wide receiver one for many many years to come. But being as small as he is uh, makes it tougher. Yeah. It's kind of like a T. Y. Hilton. I don't I don't know if though he's always going to be like top fifteen, you know, top ten, to t- top fifteen, like not in that range. But I don't think he'll ever be top five just because they don't. Have that size to catch double digit touchdowns, which is. We'll see what happens when Andrew Luck throws him for a thousand more yards this year than he did last year. <laughs> God, that would be crazy. <laughs> well, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, Noodle Arm Breeze is, is going to play better uh, this year than he did last year. I mean, we were, there were podcasts going on at the end of last season and even the, even this offseason on how, oh, they're bummed out they didn't take a quarterback last year. They got to take a quarterback in next draft. So we'll see. But it, 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 all things being equal, Brandon Cooks. If he's on your team, he's going to be scoring you plenty of fantasy points. You could right. probably get him in a value. Uh, I don't know what his mm-hmm. ADP is right now. He's de- he definitely would hire an Armbach draft than he would anywhere else. Yeah, right? absolutely. <laughs> because of me. <laughs> I get it. Uh, rank number 17. Oh, God, this is a three-run three run, uh, of guys that are... Kelton Benson. Second-year second year players, yeah. yeah. One of no. one, Four guys. Jeez, the next guy is oh. too. Um, Jordan Matthews, number 17. Let's, uh, well, oh. You said you were going to talk a lot about him, so yeah, get to yapping. Well, okay. <laughs> First of all, I mean, in, this in, this offense, yeah. in this offense, we've all seen what a number one receiver does, and he is the number one receiver on this team. Even if he doesn't, even if he says he's not. 
which he said a couple weeks ago. I was like, I'm not a number one. I'm not the wide receiver one here. Who cares? Yes, you are. Yeah, you are. Okay, first <laughs> of all. Are you yeah. deferring to Riley Koopa? <laughs> God. Uh, um, second, I mean, he was averaging 8.5 fancy points at the end of the season. 8.5 fancy points per game. And he played 16 games. That wasn't done in like 10 games or something like that. That was all 16 games, if you could believe it. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't believe it when I saw that. What did he finish among wide receivers like t- uh, 27? Um, I don't know. I, I have to go back to I just turned to his numbers. But he ended up with 872 yards and 8 touchdowns. Yeah. The touchdowns, that were, was, I mean, the touchdowns were the big surprise. Uh, playing out of the slot, I didn't think he'd you know, get 8 touchdowns. But then he had a couple uh, multi-touchdown games, or he had one multi-touchdown game. Yes, I mean, t- yeah, I mean, you throw me, the guy's six foot three too. I mean, yeah. six foot three with serious speed. Um, ended up having three hundred yard games, two multiple touchdown games. Um, none were at the end of the season. It was week ten, and right in the middle of the year. Right three. in the middle of the year, yeah. But I mean, he was. I mean, when he turned it on towards you know the end of that season too. I mean, you could see or in the middle of that season. You could see that this guy had legit high end, you know, uh, potential to him, and now he's getting the opportunity. They let Macklin go because they know. I, I also, and, and he had a, over a hundred targets as a rookie. Yeah. I also wow. think that the wow. Eagles' quarterback situation improved. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I would agree. I mean, that's that might be going out on a limb. Bradford's better than Foles, but even if Foles fails, they had Sanchez last year that's and he correct. did fine. You know, yeah. I mean, or are you talking about them getting Tebow? Uh, Number eight, number 16 is going to be Benjamin, Calvin Benjamin. Um, Real quick, I'm going to throw this out there, and I think I might have said this last podcast, or I might have said this because I think I I grabbed him as my wide receiver two in the the mock draft. This guy has potential to be a wide receiver one this year. Jordan Matthews does. Oh, Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews. I, I crap you not. On that one, he has apps. If Jeremy Macklin could be a wide receiver one last year, so does Jordan Matthews. He, Jordan Matthews has every opportunity in the world to do it, and I think he will, personally. That's awesome. Um, Calvin Benjamin, number 16, talk about targets. He had 145 last year. Man, yeah. So that's it. And he dropped how many of them? Half? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, yeah, half. 73 of 145. Crazy. Yeah. Nine TDs, so that you know. seems to be the thing that we've seen with a lot of these rookie wide receivers from last year. It's like they're only catching fifty percent. That's why when you see the guys that are efficient already, like a Brandon Cooks, it makes you feel probably more confident. I mean, you expect these guys, Calvin Benjamins, to take their fifty percent and at least get it to 65 percent, which makes well. Them that a lot that, that was one thing about Ty Hilton. Ty Hilton <laughs> started off with a fifty percent catch percentage. And then I think next year he had like a 55% catch percentage. Yeah. And then up to like a 61% last season. It goes up. And yeah. it's going to improve a little bit for Benjamin. They're probably going to run him on some different routes to, you know, get the ball in his hands a little bit more. Let him use his size to his tight end size. 6'5", 240. And, you know, 4'5"-ish speed yeah. to bowl over some defenders. And... You know, I just don't think he gets 145 targets again. No? He, he's also one of these guys. Well, I look at him this way. He's the guy that I, when I was talking to, doing my dissecting of all the rookies last year, he was a guy that was very pro-ready. He has great size, not overwhelming speed. So he was just one of these guys that I kind of felt like, when you see what you're getting out of him, I don't know how, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not projecting that huge jump to number one. I, I don't, I, I see him being kind of, this is kind of who he is. And he did a lot of his damage last year through touchdowns. 
So is that going to continue? That needs to continue for him to be able to be oh, that to be that to be that top receiver. But I mean, he had nine. So are you projecting that he's going to be a guy? This is Cam Newton throwing the ball. That's going to be a thirteen touchdown guy. I mean, I don't think I don't think he's going to be a thirteen to sixteen touchdown guy. I think he's maybe a I think he's 10, 10, 11. 10, 11. 10, 11, yeah. 10, 11, 12. 10, 11, maybe yeah. 12. Yeah, 10, 11, 12. I think 12 is the max. And is he he all, they seem to throw the, throw the hell out of it to him in the red zone. That's yeah. the same thing that Winston was doing when he played with him at FSU. So that he's a big target. And I mean, he, I see an improvement, but I don't see, I don't see 1,200 yards. I, I see that. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't see no, that. No, we no. talked about it. It's 1,000. Between 1,000 and 1,100. We talked about it. He's sort of going to be the next Vincent Jackson, right? Yeah, right. He, he's always going to be... Right on the cusp of top ten wide receivers, but never really getting it, getting up and getting in there. You comfortable with him as a wide receiver too? Yeah, as a wide receiver two, as a wide receiver one, I have not. No, yeah. I got. Well, he's my wide receiver two. Jordy Nelson's my wide receiver. No, one. Are you good. okay with that? That's pretty good. Yeah, that's, good. that's so. where that's where he should be. Yep, I agree. If you uh, take him as your wide receiver one, you're gonna have some trouble. It's inconsistency. Uh, the route running just isn't where it needs to be. <laughs> it just drops. Like the drops are the most aggravating part. Like when you watch a game, you see him drop balls. As a fantasy owner, like nothing really irks me more than just seeing a guy drop a ball at him right in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Like remember we were watching the game together, dog, and Jordy dropped that eighty yard touchdown the face mask. Yes, and I don't want to talk about that. And I needed that one so badly. And it's like. That's the thing that hurts me the most. Was that Jordy Nelson? Yeah, Yeah. it was against Buffalo. That was against Buffalo. Oh my god. When I saw that happen, he's alone. I didn't think the dog might have just slashed his wrists. (laughs) (laughs) Squirted him all over Dewey's walls. (laughs) Good stuff. All right, let's go to the next guy. Number 15, Golden Tate. Um, Obviously, I mean, I think he's career year. Houdini, I'll let you talk. Is there any way that he's going to be able to reproduce? I, I think, think I, he could do this again. I, well, because he only scored four touchdowns last yeah. year. So, you know, he showed that he has got amazing ability. And again, having Calvin Johnson draw as much attention away as he has. And I think we all agree that while Calvin Johnson is still amazing, Megatron as he is, he's not really the Megatron that he was two, three years ago. So you look at Tate as being a guy, and he had 144 targets last year, which was astounding. I don't think anybody anticipated that. And finished with 99 receptions. So he proved that he is very dependable for uh, for Matthew Stafford. I, I think <clears throat> I think it might be a stretch to think that he's going to get 1,331 yards again. I can see that taking a hit. I can see his receptions PPR going down. Monster. PPR monster. But again, I could, I could potentially see him being close to the same. Maybe see a, a, a little drop in receptions and yards, but I see the touchdowns going up by about two to three touchdowns. The thing is, here's what I think of Golden Tate on the Lions, and I wrote it the second he signed. 120 targets, 80 catches, uh, 1,100 to 1,200 yards, seven to eight touchdowns. And that's a bona fide almost wide receiver one, but you keep him as a wide receiver two and you'll love him. He was his best games were when Calvin Johnson was, was out. out. Yeah. Period. Caught touchdowns in those games. Yeah. You know, when he was out. When he when he wasn't out, he wasn't I mean, he sure he caught some balls and he had some decent games, but the hundred yard games weren't quite there. He had his hundred yard games basically when 
Calvin was out. Yeah, that's what, a, a string of huge games, right? Huge games, 154, 151, both with touchdowns. You know, 10 receptions, 11 receptions, 7 receptions, all in that zone when Calvin Johnson was out. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if Calvin's in there, I don't know if you can expect him to put up these numbers where we have him listed at. You know, you're kind of dependent. If you're going to have him above Calvin Benjamin and, you know, and have him, you know, uh, you know, better than, you know, some of the, a couple of these other receivers, you're telling me that you're depending on Calvin Johnson being out, which I'll, I'll tell you right now, I agree with you. Calvin Johnson's <laughs> going to be out for a few games next year. So you're going to have some really great games out of Golden Tate, but you're also going to have some games where 50, 60 yards, you know, yeah. not a no touchdown. A lot of games with no touchdowns, obviously. Is he a, swim? Is he a, swim? Is he a top <laughs> ten option in PPR? She's being Dog? a good girl. We got yeah. Daisy in the mix here. Yeah, sorry, talking to Daisy here. <laughs> is he a top ten option in PPR, or like right on the cusp? Or? Yeah, he, I mean he's he's right there. You know, he's I'm still not, more comfortable as a wide receiver too, even in PPR form. Yes, uh, okay. yeah. I just I. Plus, I know that Detroit is uh, also going to try and tone it down a little bit, too. You know, they, they don't want Stafford passing a ton, which he didn't last year either. It's just, uh, Golden Tate's real, he's, he doesn't have the, the potential of somebody like Jordan Matthews in that Philadelphia offense. Um, of the potential of having the double-digit touchdowns like Kelvin Benjamin. I just don't have Tate that out. I still think he's right there as wide receiver, too. Um, I just don't have. You have him eighteen or something. I think I, I think I have him as nineteen. I think you have him at fifteen. Um, I think T uh, Rex has him even lower than me at like twenty something. Uh, Houdini I think has him right around fifteen as well, um, something like that. So I mean, yeah, I mean he deserves to be wide receiver two material, but I don't think his potential is up as high as high as you do in these situations. Let's go to number fourteen, DeAndre Hopkins. Um... You know, I don't know. That's that's that does not. I do not want him to be my wide receiver too. I, I, I'm with you. I, I'm with you on that. Um, I just I don't like the situation there. I don't like uh, the, the the quarterback play there. It's just uh, I don't know. Now he doesn't even, him, now he doesn't even have Andre Johnson he's to protect him. He, he, yeah, and he put up numbers, and but you look at it and it's like ah, I, I, look at the guy. I don't It'll look at him as like he doesn't have that. He does not have that. He's a skinny guy. He's just like you know. I, I don't know. Was it? Wasn't he the guy that we were watching that like didn't fight for that fumble that one time? Yeah. Uh, oh, that was so, atrocious. Yeah. Right. That was atrocious. Yeah, and now he doesn't. Have, like I said, now he doesn't even have Andre Johnson to protect him. You know. How many targets side. did he have last year? One hundred twenty-seven. So yeah, so he's probably getting like hundred and eighty targets next season. <laughs> he's gonna get a lot of targets. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the thing. Think about that's it. The thing. Tell me he's not. <laughs> no, no, no. You got it. Very good point there, and you're gonna put up numbers with that sort of stuff. Um, but he's also gonna be doubled constantly. Who's throwing him the ball down there? It's Hoyer right now. I Brian think. Hoyer. Hoyer or, or Ryan Mallett or, or, or Tom Savage. Or Tom yeah, Savage. we keep talking about Tom Savage. Tom Savage. He's, he's a blowhard. <laughs> yeah, it, it's he's a blowhard. Blowhard. <laughs> You've been talking about your love life a lot on this podcast. <laughs> I'm obviously having some issues. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to work them out, all right? Oh, <laughs> oh, good oh, right. I'm going to put that as a swear. Yeah, that's... A, Why? There was motions in there. That was as graphic as I've ever seen. Because that, that offended they've me. Got, they've got me. You weren't on the video portion. Holy oh, cow. Yeah, good stuff. I agree. Hopkins, who, who's to know? You know, he's fantasy relevant now. Uh, this is a guy that 
probably didn't get drafted in most leagues last year, and now he's a wide receiver too. So he's a young guy. He was a first-rounder. So it's I'm going to be keeping my eye on him and see if he can progress and keep on getting better, but I'm not going to be taking him where he's going to be going. Yeah. Kind of fool's gold, in my opinion. All right, let's go on to number 13 and Alshon Jeffrey. Obviously, Alshon lost his buddy or uh, everybody or Cutler's buddy uh, in Marshall. What happens there? You know, it's, it's, he's going to get more targets. 180 <laughs> targets. Yeah. Look at this, though. Here's a guy that he had 150 targets two years ago, 145 targets last year. So he was still getting a good amount of targets. Yeah. It's not like he's he wasn't. 10 targeted. targets a game, probably. Yeah, one way or another, he's getting the targets. And, um, he, and he is a 10 touchdown guy last year. So being the number one guy, I think, especially if they, if it ends up being like some people say that they bring in Kevin White or whatever. That's that uh, that would help him because again you're going to trust Alshon with his hands uh, no matter what. For him yeah, if they get one of those one of those elite. Walls. I think it would be better for him. This is the type of guy where I think it would be better if they had somebody on the other side. I don't want to see him double no, all the time. No, because he doesn't have the breakaway speed to be able to be exactly. the, the double. The thing is, he can catch anything. Very true. And what seems like anywhere. Yeah. So, Cuddy's not a very good quarterback. So he's got to throw it to a good receiver. But he wasn't going after those balls and catching it. And that was Houdini's biggest beef last year. He wasn't doing it last year with the same heart and desire and efficiency to go after and catch everything as he was the, the year before that. So I think it's capable. Hopefully he's working on his conditioning. He's the kind of guy who hasn't gotten the big payday yet. We know he wants it badly. So I don't know if it is a contract year or if it's a two years away, but I think that is a great thing. The second that guy gets his money is the second he's done. I think it could be. I think this is his, this is contract this is, this year. Is his last year of his rookie contract. I like a guy like him. And I think we all like Jeffrey for fantasy football. But the second he gets the money, I hope the Bears don't do give it, to, like sign him to it before this season, make him work, keep him focused. Because uh, I don't know. And, well, and you also want to see he is a work hard type of guy. He, I don't, you don't pay him the money. He worked, until you really, see, he worked really hard with Brandon last off, see, off season. I know, but I, I think I you don't know. pay him the money until you see that he, he how he acts as a number one receiver that he's going to be this year. So yeah, we're gonna find Brandon out. Probably find out like, a lot. Hey, brother, you want to stick around the league as long as I have? You got to do what I do. And he's probably pain sick. He's like, oh, okay. Brandon, I don't want to. Now talk. he doesn't have that. Is he going to be doing it? <laughs> but I think, I think without the contract, I think he does. So, uh, and obviously now Cutler's favorite uh, target and last resort is gone. So he's the number one guy. We'll see how that uh, that affects him. What What are you anticipating uh, as as far as uh, stats for him this year? Can is he going to have more touchdowns? Is he going to get up there in the in in the in the twelve fourteen zone, or he always going to be kind of right around ten? He could. I mean, he's a guy I can see catching a lot of his ability, but they just don't seem to throw the fade a lot, and he would be a monster. Like it's, it's not the Giants where they force it up to the outside receiver on the fade route no, it, every no. single play in the red zone. Well, it's because Eli's good at it. Cutler can't throw the fade with a crap. I mean, he's a ter- he's a terrible fade thrower. Um, always has been. He needs to gun that ball, you know, and. It can be done with him, and uh, the thing is, Jeffrey can definitely catch balls anywhere. You put that thing down by the pylon, he'll reach down and he'll grab that thing, mm. you know, for a quick two-yard score. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I think he gets about uh, 11 touchdowns, yeah. 11, right right, right around that zone. I like it. Cool. Would you want to have uh, him as your wide receiver one, or is he more of a wide receiver two guy for you? Because he's probably, let's be honest, He's probably going to be a wide receiver, drafted as a wide receiver one. Wouldn't you say so? 
He's going to be right in that zone, right, right after on the cusp. Yeah, yeah. Right on that cusp. Um, if you're in a 12-team league, he might be the 12th guy. I, I don't, I don't want him as my wide receiver one. Uh, personally, I think I've said this a few times that I'm trying to get one of the top eight wide receivers because I feel like there's a clear break in one of the top 10 or 11 running backs, and that's whatever round it breaks and how that kind of goes through. You know, that's that's fine and dandy, but I will go around in the third round and grab an Alshon Jeffrey. See, I want to let's let's piggyback on that and bring in the next guy because yeah. uh, yeah. T.Y. Hilton. Uh, is the next guy that we have at number 12. Number 12. And what you're saying is, I agree. Like, like T.Y., you know how much I love T.Y., but I don't want him as my wide receiver one. Yeah. No so, way. like, in the mock draft, I nabbed him when I had the, the 10 team. I took Rodgers and Demarius in the first two picks, and then I grabbed Hilton as my wide receiver two. So I thought the value of having him as the wide receiver two, grabbing him in the, in the third round, was huge. Yeah. Because... What he, what Hilton brings, and here's the thing about Hilton that I think is like so interesting, is that we talk about these guys with 150 targets, 180 targets. That's not him. The last two years has been 131 and 138. Yeah. And he gets 82 catches both years. But he improved with his yardage last year. He improved uh, his touchdowns back up to seven touchdowns. Finished with 1,345 yards. Now you give him the protection of Andre Johnson, which he didn't have last year mm-hmm. from Reggie Wayne. And even if Johnson's going to get his, his targets or whatever, T.Y. has showed you with 130 to 140 targets, he is damn, damn bit dangerous because his catch percentage is very good. And Cole. he had a streak in the middle of the season where he had like seven straight 100-yard games. Oh, yeah, he, right. he, gets to he, play, he gets to play the Houston uh, Texans twice, who he just destroys yes. every year. Well, strength schedule Daily nine. fantasy play. Yeah, strength schedule is nine, so that's great. And I think the one thing I like about him, this is the kind of wide receiver one in the league. You can't, if you're playing against, um, well, now it's the, 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 the Jets. If you're... You can't put Revis on him. You can't really have like a Pat Peterson guarding him. He doesn't get guarded by the stud horse cornerback from another team. It's kind of a it's kind of a group process with him because it's the same way with Deshaun Jackson. It's the same way with guys like that. You can't put just these bona fide stud cornerbacks on him because the, the, their game just it, they can't keep up with these little guys. So you just kind of got to zone over and like you three make sure this guy doesn't get through. And I love that for T.Y. Hilton because he's never going to have a stud locking him down. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I don't have much else to say about you guys. I, I agree. Beautiful. All right, our last, last guy. Last player at number 11 is going to be Emmanuel Sanders, falling right out of the top 10. Obviously, huge season last year's first with the uh, Broncos. Excuse me. What do we, uh, what do we, he, do- he basically this? doubled his yardage from the year before. Jeez. 740 to 1,404. I mean, the thing that stands out, obviously, seven 100-yard games. I mean, that is that After is not crazy. having a single one yeah. in his career up until then. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Previous four seasons, zero 700-yard games. So, awesome, awesome, you know, that he's able to put up those kind of numbers. Huge play. He was... He was probably the value player of drafts last year. I was probably his biggest jock sniffer back in 2010. You know, like, yeah, we loved him. Loved him. We Absolutely loved him. Loved his talent. I'm glad he finally got a, t- a chance to showcase it and, and, and use it to its highest ability. Um, I don't see it repeating this year. Yeah. Um, if those numbers were to repeat, there's no reason why he wouldn't be a top 10 guy, uh, without a doubt. 
Um, he should be ranked in the top six or seven if those numbers were beat. 101 for 14.04 and, and nine. Are you kidding? With 700 yard games? Okay, That's I, I think, let's say let's say this because I'm agreeing with you. I believe that his yards comes down. I, I think he, he's got to be more closer to like 1,100 yards. But is the potential now that Julius Thomas, who did have 12 touchdowns last year, is gone, that his nine touchdowns could maybe go up to 12? It was, I don't think he's a touchdown guy. You know, you can't forget the fact that, listen, I know that Thomas is gone and, um, you know, well, well, obviously Welker's not going to be there at all, but, and Latimer's going to be in his first year. So, they're, I mean, they're going to be depending on Sanders to be out there and running and doing well. But they are changing this offense. No, I know. And it's going to be know? more and of a run-focused offense. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a big thing. Um, yeah, good, good Kubiak likes to run it in the red zone. I mean, let's face it. Whenever the Ravens or the Texans, Texans yeah. got into the red zone, play one, handoff. Play two, handoff. Third play, play action. And that's why Andre Johnson... Never had double-digit touchdowns. Granted, yes, but that's also they also he never had Peyton Manning as his, Good you know, yeah. as his QB. They're they're still it's going to be a mix. It's not going to be what they did last year, but it's not going to be what Kubiak was doing in Houston yeah. or or wherever, uh, Baltimore. So it's it's going to be. Listen, Sanders not Sanders is not going to repeat those numbers, but he's still going to have a very very good season. I could see health dependent, of course. 80, 85 catches, 1,100 yards, seven, eight, nine, eight, nine, seven, eight, nine touchdowns. That's that's what I see, and that's that is right where he deserves to be. He's number eleven, um, right exactly where Ty is. That's a toss up between those two for me. Nice. I think uh, it's gonna be fun to see. I think he'll be going a little too high. I don't see him being on my team, uh, but. If I get him, I'll be pretty happy because he's got talent and you got you got Peyton Manning. So good stuff. We just went through sixty uh, of these uh, wide receivers for you. And like I said earlier in the podcast, please go check out our video. It's on our website right now. Uh, you can check it out, and you'll be able to get a video that's about forty-eight minutes, I think, long. Uh, or 30, 30, 38, 38 minutes, minutes long uh, video, and it's we're us breaking down the top ten. The next guy, I'll just I want you to go watch the video to get all of them. But the next guy at number ten is Randall Cobb. So go check out that video to keep getting this going. I'll do a couple pyro promos here, and then we'll close it out. Good stuff. Um, Mo, our boy Mo, has been doing some interviews of some industry studs. Uh, he's been interviewing uh, a bunch of talents. Uh, guy JJ Zakarian. I want to uh, interview a bunch of fire. talent. <laughs> <laughs> wow, very formal. the monster drink. <laughs> About forty minutes after the monster drink goes in, he just goes nuts. Look at this guy right now. It's like he just beer beer bong like twelve beers off these. Things. I gotta start buying these things. Here's your sound bite. I know what you're doing, hanging out by the pool, chasing the muff around. <laughs> uh, good. That, was, that was on uh, last night. Uh, sure it was. Funny stuff. But check out those interviews. They're great. Mo's trying to help us uh, you know, give more video content, something we're trying to do more of. He's a super nice guy, super knowledgeable on fantasy football, and you know he's trying to help uh, Pyro become more, uh, make the industry smaller. You know, it's a small industry, and we're trying to, be, uh, with open arms, become friends with more of them. And these videos give a lot of great insight on fantasy football that you know uh, from some of the uh, best minds out there. So check out those uh, videos. And the last thing I'll say is uh, Draft Kit is available, twenty dollars, pretty ridiculous. 
it's the first version. You'll get them all. Um, we're going to be launching, uh, releasing them on the 15th of every month between now and the drafts or the start of the season. So again, buy that once for 20 bucks. Any update will automatically get resent to you. Check it out. Stag Party, awesome work on that. Everyone else that helped out, you guys did a great job on 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 that. It's obviously a dog's baby that he's crafted and, and cultivated for Pyro over the years, and it's. It just gets better every year because we keep coming up with new things to throw into it. This year it's got 22 tabs. I mean, literally, it's if you go out and buy two or three beers at a bar, it's over 20 bucks. Uh, trust me. What kind of beer are you drinking? <laughs> Craft beers. I drink IPAs, buddy. Yeah. Believe me, they're, 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 they're not though. cheap. For they're sure. not cheap. A lot of empty calories right into my gut. Gee. Uh, all right, last thing. Subscribe to us again. I mentioned being in the show. On um, iTunes, check us out. Give us a review there. Uh, give us a thumbs up on Spreaker. Give us follow us on Spreaker if you're using an Android or if you just like that app. Uh, just check it out. We're trying to really grow our stature, and and um, that comes by you guys helping us out and and um, subscribing to us and giving us likes and giving us reviews and all that good stuff. You can check us out on Facebook. You can check us out on Twitter. That's it, guys. Let's close this thing out. Good stuff. Thanks for listening to us. We love you. And it's going to be weird because we're not ending with music. Yeah. yeah. That's so how, how do you end this, then? This is, we listen closely. I'm singing it. <laughs> listen. Listen.